I thank you to the world's greatest mom. Bit of Johnny Chester straight off the top there. Lovely stuff. He's the darling of the midday TV set back in the day, wasn't he? Yeah, flogging his KTL albums on on um, on cha- there was only two channels, wasn't there? Two Seven channels. and nine. Yeah, he was all over him. Well, that's for, that's for our biggest fan, our mum, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she listens every week. G'day, mum. Hello, mum. She doesn't like the swearing much, but she loves the rugby league. She loves it, yeah, and rings me all the time. When's the podcast up? <clears throat> How well, do I? And she's it's. Um, I've got a feeling that mum knew Roycey Simmons. And we'll talk, be talking about that a little bit later with our friend Craig from Goolagong. But she either went to school with Royce or Tommy. It was Tommy. one of them. She went to school Tommy, with Tommy at St. Raph's in um, Cowra. Well, she might have known Royce too. Kind of, of similar similar era. Of course she did. She mm. would have hung out with all the footballers. I was interested then. Uh, Johnny pronounced mum as mom. Mom. Yeah, I wasn't I expecting said. that because the, the song title clearly says mum. Mum. Hmm. We'll so take that up with Johnny it. if he's still alive. We're coming to get you. <laughs> uh, welcome to League Indeed, everybody. Um, I feel a little bit better this week. How are you feeling over there, mate? Oh, tip top, tip 100%. Top. My ear's been crackling away. My left ear that was giving me trouble, it's not blocked anymore. It's just crackling away. Well, you wouldn't believe it. I was in the shower yesterday getting ready to go to work last night, and mine started crackling, my right ear. Mm. And I thought, oh, no, I've fallen victim to the dreaded sinusitis as well. Tell you, it's not something you'd know it if you had it. Well, it crackled a bit, and then it, it came good, and I, I breathed mm, a might, sigh of relief. It might just be wax. Go get your uh, ears cleaned out with one of them. Well, I'm still not 100%. That's all I wanted to say. I'm tip top. And, of course, we're uh, here tonight on Wednesday night. No, it's Thursday morning because I've got to go do some stuff tomorrow. So uh, we're bringing it to you early. So hopefully nothing crazy happens overnight like last night. It will. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, that's what I was just going to say. We've got no time to fluff around tonight because there's just so much to talk about. Jeez, isn't there? What? Uh, where do you want to start? Jesus Christ, oh. I've got notes coming out in my butt. What have you got? Um, You've got the notes. Well, what should we start with? Well, we've got to start with the, 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 the story of the week, I suppose. Um, Trent Barrett. Mm. Quitting. Shot out of a can. Well, well yeah. If yeah you, that's <laughs> the thing. But hell. There's a lot to unpack here, if Isn't I may it? use that term, unpack, which I just did. Mm. But yeah, the, the club saying that he officially quit, walked away. Everybody said, Baz isn't a quitter. Uh, and that he was pushed, and who who do you believe? But I just saw before coming around tonight an interview with Josh Jackson, and he alluded to the fact that he he'd um, spoken to Trent on the phone uh, this afternoon. No, yesterday. Sorry, when it all went down, and Trent was his biggest disappointment was that he couldn't be there to tell everybody in person. So that tells you tells you something, doesn't well, it? Well, how do you quit your job and walk away with five hundred grand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not it a quitting move. Sense. That doesn't make any sense. And bloody, I believe Trent Barrett. Well, if he's saying he didn't quit, but he ha- we haven't heard anything from Trent, have we? Well, it's a fair old ha- golden handshake, isn't it? Five hundred k just to waltz off into the sunset. It, it's not Seabold esque, no. but it's still half mm. a million for not quitting bad. your job. Jeez, what, I'd quit a job every bloody second week if I could do that. What do you have on left on his contract? Was it a year and a half this year and next? Uh, he signed for three years, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. So I think it was three years. So that would have been last year, this year, and then yeah, another year and a half. So a year and a half. So halfway through his contract, I suppose. Well, what do you reckon? What's the what's your take? Did, did they get it? Did they do the right thing? Is this going to solve the Bulldogs' woes, getting rid of Trent? Well, this... People say it all the time, it's not the coach out there bloody making the mistakes. And I, I have to agree with that now. Like, you can't 
You can't watch their last couple of performances and say that that was Trent's fault, can you? Well, like so- what? It, well, sorry, just for a sec. Like I know he's the one that recruited guys like Matt Dufty and Brent Naden and uh, Paul Vaughan and all of them, and I picked those three out because they're the worst. They're probably the worst. Three of the worst performances I've seen in football ever. <laughs> and well, so Matt Dufty to get that one out of the way straight away is a complete disgrace. He's not even trying at the moment. No, he's not. He's not putting his body where it should be to stop the other team from scoring tries, which is essentially what he gets paid. How much is well, he Well, fullback fight? money, and they're always yeah. talking about fullback money, you know, like, oh, he signed on fullback money rather than winger money. So you're right, he's an absolute disgrace. And and that's not Trent's fault. That Well, well some say it is, and this is where I wanted yeah. to go with it, is that a lot of people are saying Braithen Nasta has been the most vocal, and he, of course, is an ex-Bulldog and claims to know the DNA of the place, and he says that they've just lost their their uh, their whole culture, harking back to the, the famous teams of the 80s and yeah. 90s. Oh, well, and even, even through this millennia, what's it called? Millennia. millennia. Um, where the dogs were renowned for being tough as nails and getting the job done no matter what, playing the same from start to finish. James Graham mentioned it too, that he just thinks that, that, that that's gone. There's no fitness in the club anymore. Nobody wants to work for each other. It's a, it's a pretty rotten joint. But if you think back to when Phil Gould was hired, he said the exact same thing, and he said the joint's just a complete mess, and he was stepping into the, into the uh, fire, so to speak, and he he had a big job in front of him to sort it all out. But then, in the next breath, he said that Trent Barrett would be the coach long before or long after he left. So, I've, I think Gus has got his grubby little mitts all over this. But I think that they had to do something, and it seems in rugby league that the if something has to be done, then the coach is usually the first something to be done. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it's. To me, it'd be a problem if they said, okay, Trent, you got all these underperforming players that you were the one that wanted to recruit them, so you need to do something about them. You need to either drop them, but then who do you replace them with? Like, But then they're meant to be this big powerhouse of the NRL, and presumably you've got juniors coming out their rear ends and... You know, it, it, like a lot of people that they can kind of kind of call on, but it's just not the case, is it? They just don't have the talent there. Well, if you go along with with Braith, Braith and um, James Graham's line that the, they've lost the DNA of the place, then that's one hundred percent Trent's fault, and it is his fault for picking. Like when he, I couldn't believe when I saw Matt Dufty's name on the team sheet last week after the performance he put yeah. in against the Raiders. Um, letting Matt a, Frawley just stroll through like he did. That's and a it's straight, not, straight droppable offence. Yeah, and it's not, his fir- it's not like it was the first no. time he'd done it. He's been doing it for a couple of years now. Even when he was at the Saints, he was doing well, it. Yeah, so that's no, on there's trend. There's been, been a big hubbub about him this year already, about him not performing. And then he had one good game, I think, against whoever it was, and then just went straight back to doing what he's been doing, which no. is like... He, well, he's gutless. And regardless, if, if, you've got to, if you've got to bring a kid in, then do it to get rid of... Get rid of blokes like him who are obviously like you can imagine playing with somebody like that oh. and you see him do something, let somebody through on the field and not give a fuck, then you're not going to, you're just going to yeah. think, well, what am I doing out here? And he's on probably 700 grand a year or yeah. something. He's not, he's not like a $180,000 a year player, but I think the thing that might have done it is he was thinking of extending Paul Vaughan. Like, I think that that was one that might have been one of the real big sticking points. Like, oh, let's give Vaughnie another two years when it's p- pretty clear that he wasn't really performing. But then again, he's not the only forward that's not, like, pretty much you can name anyone in that 
I'd be naming what's his name Thompson that's on eight hundred grand a year. Is, I couldn't believe that I, when I heard he was on eight hundred thousand. Well, Vaughny's on four hundred grand a year there. If well, you believe what they're well, saying, he was on he was on eight hundred yeah, at, at the Saints. It was only because of the barbecue affair that he yeah, got. Yeah, I know. But at least when he was with the Saints, he was playing for Australia and he was playing for New South Wales and everything. He's come over on four hundred grand a year, and they got this Thompson fella from England who's apparently on eight hundred grand a year. So you could then you got Pangai Junior who kind of hit and miss and like he's only ever shows up when he wants to and I don't know like if you if if you're recruiting those kind of players on that kind of money then you need to be responsible for them for their performance at some level yeah I agree right? and I, I don't I don't disagree with the Barrett sacking because I don't yeah. think he was doing a good job but I also agree with the people who say that he's not the one out on the field so um yeah I mean you got to do and you can't sack the whole squad so sack the coach we'll see how Mick Potter can can turn them around for this season but the big question on everybody's lips is uh who's going to be the coach next year and i've already nominated my mm. um, who i think it's going to be who do you reckon well i they probably can't get him but remember we were looking through all of the successful bulldogs coaches and jim dimmick was right up there with with everybody but um I, what's steve price doing he's a assistant at cronulla i think well, there you go. There's someone who hasn't really been. Everyone's talking about Flanagan and um, how he's just going to bloody stroll into the job, but he's not the right guy for it, even though his son's in the team. Well, are they going to be bloody Cleary Mark too? No, because neither of them have got the same talent as those two. Oh, I just don't agree with him ever well, getting the job exactly. in the NRL ever again, regardless of his I coaching. I know, he ability. shouldn't be let anywhere near the John. If you're talking about bloody... Um, you know, walking disasters. He's one of them, isn't he? Jesus. Well, well I think I think Freddie because, and my reasoning behind yeah, it Freddie is be great. is this that if if Flanagan or Steve Price or Paul Green or any of the blokes available at the moment, if they go in there, they're going to have old Beasting Head looking over his over their shoulder at every turn, aren't they? It yeah. happened to Ivan Cleary at Penrith. It happened to Hook Griffin at Brisbane. Ah, sorry, Saints? uh, Sorry, that's what I meant to say before is that... Penrith. Yeah, is that this is just history history repeating with Gus Gould. Like, it's just, it's his his MO. And who's the only bloke in rugby league that would be, that that Gus wouldn't be um, brave enough to criticise or get over the shoulder of? Or not, I mean, it's certainly possible, but I think Freddie's the golden child. He always has been when it comes to Gus. Yeah, but then would Gus be the kind of guy that had... You know, it seems to me that Gus wants a certain amount of control over the club, as was evidence when he went and took the training session off Baz, and that was, should have been the writing on the wall, I suppose. Well, it was, according to a lot of people, and it turned um, out to be right. But yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, but do, does he want that kind of control where he can have somebody that he can kind of lord it over and then, you know. Oh, a le- puppet. Leave the, leave the joint in a mess like he's done with so many other clubs? Probably. I don't know. I just think Freddie's a good fit. But the only thing that doesn't fit with Freddie is I don't think he's a very good coach. <laughs> Oh, so you think his New South Wales success was like? Well, they got a lot well, of assistance and everything. Come on, and coach and origin. Although Bell, Craig Bellamy and um, Ricky Stewart have proved everybody wrong by saying that, that Origin is easy to coach because they they've both got losing records when it comes yeah. to Origin. Someone else real famous has got a losing Origin record. But uh, regardless, of that, it, it it's completely different in Clubland, obviously. But if if Gus wants a puppet like somebody you can boss around, then Freddie's the perfect candidate. And if he if he backs Freddie and thinks that he can do the job by himself and Gus can just control the, 
the the office, so to speak, and the recruitment, then Freddie's the perfect choice again as well. I just don't know if he's got the credentials to step into a place like that and get the job done. But we'll, well see. Well, I, I don't know, and it's a big it's a big thing, like leaving a cushy um, commentating job. Like, and Freddie's pretty high up there in Channel Nine. Like, he'd be probably the highest one up there now that Sturlow and Rabbits and all them are all kind of. Yeah, but falling away. So, but he, he could name his own price. Yeah, that's it's not what I mean, like he's going to be worse off financially. Yeah, but does he want to go in and do the job? Because like, I think I might have said it last week. Like, who'd be a coach? Yeah. Who? Like, oh well, well, upstarts like us would love it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd hate. That. I just want to be a commentator. I don't oh, want to be a commentator. Coach. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like, it, but you know, like. Someone in Freddie's kind of uh, lifestyle and, you know, he gets flown around presumably by Channel 9 to commentate and I think that kind of suits him a little bit better than, you know, the pressure of being a coach, especially the Bulldogs coach. Like, Jesus. But uh, they've installed um, Mick Potter yeah, well, as he's the interim coach, re- isn't he? Renowned tough guy. but Well, because we- he's, uh, he's a feeder, he coaches Mounties, I think, at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah. So Mounties are looking for a new coach. But there's no way he's going to get the job. He's just there nah. in a, like in a... Um, Caretaker role. Yeah, like a Josh Hannay kind of role. But anyway, let's get off that because we could talk about that all night. But and I'm sure it'll, it'll keep popping up throughout the year, won't it? Mm, well, it'll be interesting to see how the dogs go from now on because that's always the thing is sometimes these clubs that... They've got turmoil behind the scenes, actually pull their heads in and start going really good. And if I was Paul Vaughan and uh, Matt Dufty and all of them, I'd be like, oh, well, shit, I'm next. So I better pull my head out of my ass and start playing. Well, the uh, the other big news, well, for us anyway, well, for me, and speaking of commentary, I've seen a bloody opening here and I, I think I'm a shoe in, you too, of oh, course, oh. like as a double act. Yeah. Uh, commentary team working for 6PR calling the WA Bears oh, in God. Perth. Oh, my God. And I've got That's an That's us, in. isn't it? Surely. Well, I've got an in. I've yeah, got of an course in. you got an in. I'm making up a, an audition tape as we speak. I've got an in, and he rang me the other day, and I'm talking about Simon Beaumont, who's actually works at 6PR, and he's a mate of mine. He's so. listening now, I'm sure of I know. it. So, and g'day, uh, Simon, and I'll, and I'll give him a buzz mate. later on. And so, well, isn't this... It's people have been screaming out for the Bears to come back into the comp, and albeit being on the Central Coast, <laughs> being the Central Coast Bears, but why not the Perth Bears? Well, they tried it's, that. They tried W. Uh, they tried Central Coast, and, and it fell in a heap. Well, didn't it? well, kind of the Northern Eagles. I'm talking yes. about, of course, and that fell in a big Horrible. pile of shit. But a lot of people are saying that Perth fell in a pile of shit too when they were in the comp for when they were the Reds, but that's not entirely true because there was all kinds of political goings-on and Super no, League and all lot, that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot different environment now. And um, I'll tell you what, the Perth Bears has got a lot better ring to it than the Perth bloody Pirates. Not going to be Perth. It's going to be the West Australian Bears, apparently. Oh. I think West Coast Bears would sound a bit better. West Coast Bears, and that'd tie in with the Eagles. I'll oh, tell you what, I am super me. excited about this because I was a bit of a closet Bears fan back in the day before the uh, the Raiders were a thing yeah, because I, I loved was, I love their jumper. They yeah. remember the one with the square, uh, chev- not not a chevron, like a square kind of, you know, around the shoulders. Had three or four of them. Yeah. And North Leagues on the front. I had a North Leagues t-shirt oh. even. Yeah. And I love I love the whole uh, the whole history behind them. But the only thing I don't agree with in this is the proposal. And I'm not sure if this is official or anything. But they're saying that they, if they bring the WA Bears in or the WC Bears. Uh, then they should be allowed to play a few games back in North uh, in Sydney at North Sydney Oval. Now I don't think that 
if you're going to bring a new team into the comp in a new town like Perth, you can't take immediately take games off them to, to give back to the original fans, so to speak. And especially when North Sydney Oval isn't NRL worthy no. anymore. No. And it's what do you a, think? Or am I being unfair? Well, the only way they could do that is if they had it kind of like if they were playing one of the teams that was around sort of around that sort of area I suppose and then but then it'd make it a home game for them almost and yeah I don't well, know Well that's I'd, the thing that's what I was going to say is they're going to be playing five six games in Sydney anyway Anyway it'll be a home home ground advantage pretty much but I suppose they're doing it all the time. Like, like I know a lot of Raiders fans would be whinging that they're taking games to Dubbo and stuff like that. and uh, So they're kind of doing it anyway, and they were going to bring some games over to Perth this year. So that's, oh, yeah. you that's know true. what I mean? So it's kind of... But it's just, if you're over this side of the country, it's just going to have to be one of those things that you have to kind of put up with, I suppose, like if you want to be in it. and um, But, geez, wouldn't... Do you reckon the Perth, uh, the Perth community would get behind it? Oh, 100%. I'd, it's um, a big rugby league town over here, right? Well, like, no, I wouldn't go that far. Well, it, well you, you'd have you'd have 10,000 <laughs> at each game, easy, which is more than what some of these yeah, clubs have got. and it's a good stadium too, NIB Stadium. There in near the, it's down near the city. There's plenty of stuff around it. It's not like it's out in the middle of nowhere like Canberra oh, Stadium. It's, or, a, it's, one, it's seriously one of the best grounds, and I've watched a fair few rugby league games there. I've watched an Australia test over there once. It's and, a great um, ground to watch footy awesome, at. It's an awesome ground. They've just done up the grandstand, so we've got all the infrastructure over here. The train goes right to that ground as well. Mm. Um, there's no problem... Getting around and like you said, it's not bloody forty k's out of the, out of out of town like Homebush and all that, and then it's an eighty thousand seat stadium that's got four thousand people in it. You know, it's like it's a, there's a lot to be said about rugby league over here in in WA. For what sure. I, what I think the key to it all is is they've got it, and it's obviously not going to. They can't do it um, deliberately, but I think if they time it somehow, that the Eagles and the uh, Fremantle Dockers are sort of on the on the down. On a downward trajectory, does that make sense? Like yeah. if they if they catch it and time it right, where where Eagles and Dockers fans are a little bit disillusioned with their teams in the AFL, and people well, are looking for something to to get on board with. Yeah, does that abs- make sense? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it couldn't be a better time than right now because Eagles are last. Well, on they're the going bad, but the Dockers are going good. Well. I don't know. They're kind of like I think they're like the Cronulla. They might have come out a little bit hot. Mm. I think. Um, no, but I but know. No, but yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right there. And um, and you wouldn't even have any. You could still have sixty thousand people at a West Coast game and still have the rugby league on the same night and still have ten thousand people because every rugby league fan I know over here couldn't care less about. AFL, you no, know? but uh, yeah, and but, I understand yeah, that, I but I don't think you can. The, I don't think you can rely on a pure rugby league crowd over here. I think you need some converts as yeah. well, or people that are open to both codes. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I think, yeah, and we're well, we're going to a state of origin over here in a couple of in a few weeks, six weeks or so, and I'm taking you know four of my mates over here that have never met. I'll be explaining the rules to them, but it wouldn't be too hard to to bring them across. Mm. Anyway, it's exciting times, and I'm sure there'll be more about that. But apparently, well, at least uh, it's being talked about. Valandis is on board, and so I think crucially, the 
biggest thing about it is the West Australian government is on board and oh, willing to finance the whole shebang. Of course they will. We've got and that, that much the, money over here. They don't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, and that was the kicker, I think, that, that got everybody talking about it rather than just being a pie-in-the-sky kind of thing. But And the other advantage that WA's got at the moment is people have gone right off the, the idea of a second New Zealand team because uh-huh. the Warriors are going so bad. So it's all about timing, isn't it? I reckon. Yeah. Anyway. I remember... Oh, so clearly, when I was just a little boy, our mom was there to guide me to turn sorrow into joy. I had a random thought that uh, as Australia goes to the election ballots this week. I've already voted, have you? I went to, but the line was too long at the shops. So I thought, ah, no, I'll just do it some other time, but I'll probably end up doing it Saturday, but I don't know. You get a sausage and everything. But So we got the opportunity to vote this humongous turd out. (laughs) And sorry if you're a ScoMo fan. Why why don't we get the opportunity (laughs) to vote out for Landis? Why isn't there a four-year election for uh, the head of rugby league? It's a private entity, mate. It's but, a corporation. You yeah. Can't, yeah, well, you can't vote. They can only vote themselves out. We've got no say in it. We're well, just wouldn't the, it be refreshing if you could? No, not Imagine really. Imagine if you saw her on the ballot and it'd be, I don't know. No, because then there'd just be more shit on Twitter that I've got to sift through, like the political oh, we'll debates no, at the well, moment. I'm not on Twitter, mate. No. But, well, you're you know, on well, Facebook. You've seen it all. No, you were just well, saying before. Ma- you imagine it. you had Benny Elias as one candidate and then the other candidate is Gary Belcher. You know? Well, speaking mean? of Benny, did you, did you see his idea? What's his idea now? Double double points in magic round, says Benny. So the four. Raiders get four points. Yeah, and he says that that'll bring the bottom teams up closer <laughs> to the top teams. <laughs> he's got something there. No, he hasn't. What? Jesus Christ, he's a lunatic. Huh? And he said he's know. written, he was speaking to Volandis, he said he'd wrote, written a letter to Volandis and put a little PS down the bottom. Hey, uh, um, what's his name? Peter. Peter. Peter, uh, double points magic round, mate. He'll probably, well, Volandis is stupid enough to go, yeah, Benny's on, on point here. Jeez, I don't mind it. Oh, it's Although you'd be bloody spewing if you were, of course, if you lost. But but um, he's only saying that because a few upsets on the weekend. I'm sure, right? No, that's just he's, he wants he wants oh. it, he wants it to be more of a spectacle, as if it's somehow not even not as a big enough spectacle as it is. I think it's grown well, that, leaps and bounds. Well, that's, that's a good point. Was it a big enough spectacle? Did you think? Of course. Well, I. The thing I love about it is, and we've spoken about this probably last year, is the technology behind it. And it's very hard, it's going to be very hard to go back to Dubbo this weekend or wherever some of these games are being played without the Rover cam and without the uh, Flying Fox camera. Mm, I've got that here in my notes. And without the sexy camera that they've got there. like Because I, I, I tell you, that Flying Fox adds so much... To my enjoyment of rugby league, it's not even funny. And like I'm a tech, I love gadgets and I love the idea behind all of these things. And so I love actually like, oh, how did they rig that up and how did they actually make it work? But the actual pictures it was bringing us like, you know, like where it could go behind the attacking line and or it could go behind where the defence was. And oh, man. We've spoken about it in years past. It's fantastic. And for whatever reason, they don't. Well, I suppose you have to string it up, don't oh, you? Which is impossible. It'd be a massive job, and I can understand why they do it where every game is at the same stadium. But why can't they have the little rover cam? That's not to my favourite. Oh, that thing is fantastic. Yeah, well, that thing you'd be able to just stick in a flight case yeah. and stick it on the on the or or 
they got that much money, just have one at each ground. Surely they got all their camera equipment and everything all in a storage locker at each um, no, they, stadium. They or do they take it away? Yeah, they? they travel in semi-trailers. I've seen them all rocking up to Bruce Stadium and thought, wow. geez, I'd like to work in one of those vans. Well, that's a massive. Well, they must have some sort of infrastructure there with all the cabling and all that sort of stuff. Where they just no, bring they bring cameras. it all. It's really? A, yeah, it's a Jesus massive production. That, and that's why and people don't really, don't, people don't realise how much work goes into it and how wow. much money they pay the league to broadcast it. And then blokes like us shit all over them and say how bad they're going and all their commentators suck. And, oh, no, but, I've never said anything about the production side of things, like about the pictures and, and everything. Oh, um, I, we do. We give them a hard time sometimes. Oh, no, well, we I give do. the commentators a hard time. But, but I shouldn't because it, it's no, a huge I've got, undertaking. I've got no beef against the actual technology behind it. Um, oh, it was fantastic. Oh, we, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to go back to regular footy. Um, what did you think about the, everybody would have seen by now the, the vision of the, I think it was on, on the first night, the Friday night, the big brawl broke out in the, in the crowd and Owen Cunningham, ex-Manly player got bashed and his son got bashed and. Yeah. And they were saying disparaging comments about his son's wife or girlfriend. Is that what started um, it? Yeah. Well, apparently. And, um, yeah, just some bullfeds there. And then, um, Jackson Hastings got some, got a North Queensland fan ejected because he said something oh, about yeah. Jackson's family while Jackson well, was no, lining up a kick. Threatened to kill his sister. Oh, and geez. named it and named by it. name, yeah. So that was well, pretty saw, concerning. Yeah, like sister or daughter. Do- oh, well, okay. So getting back to this violence, and we saw it there before with the Canterbury bloke that was touching up the fella on the Anzac Day round. Um, how are these people getting so drunk on mid-strength beer for one? Well, then, yeah, they're not. They're getting drunk they're getting, before they get. Yeah, there. okay. Well, then they need to do something to actually stop people. Like if that was a lot, if that was a bar or something, and you came in and you're a little bit wobbly. I know you got forty thousand people or whatever coming through the gates, but there definitely needs to be something where they're recognising these people that have had had had. Pre, well, they call them pre's. Well, a rugby league stadium on an event night like that is a licensed venue, so yeah. the, the bouncers or the security have every right to turn them away if they if they look well, like they're intoxicated. But yeah. you can imagine that the shit that the poor old security guys had would have to go through to to knock knock blokes back like those fellas at the gate. Say, no, mate, you're too drunk to come in. Can you imagine? Yeah, right. and, and it, it's and well, I even saw it on um. On oh, some of the supporter groups that you see on Facebook, oh, we're all meeting up at such and such a pub before the game, before we go to the game, and all of that. Like, it, it just why would you pay? How much is it? A hundred. So let's say it's one hundred and six. Let's say it's two hundred bucks to go to the whole weekend. Why would you? Why would you wait? And I know people do it, but like, why would you waste your money getting pissed so that you get oh, into a brawl? I've I've done it. I've no, not not gotten a brawl, but I, I've turned up the footy matches. Uh, after being at a pub all afternoon or all day and not remembered anything I've seen, including Orange matches. Oh. And you've done it. Don't, well, you no, can't I've play. always been all right. Like, oh, I'm, come I'm, on, no, mate. but I've never been, like, so stupid that I'd, been kick, I'd, I'd be kick-outable. Oh, no, no, not that. But you, surely there's, there, you've got to admit there's games that you've turned up to a little bit a little bit too wobbly to even remember why you were there or remember anything about the game. Oh, like no. I, I, well, I think because I, I don't – it's an occasion for me. I don't want to spoil it. But if you were going every weekend, you well, might. Then. I've got a few <laughs> yeah, recollections oh, of you in oh, games. No, but I – I'm pretty sure you don't remember much. But let me ask you this then. Would you go to the football if you couldn't get a beer there? Well, that's a good question. Um, 
Oh, well, because well, there are already, when I book the Origin tickets, you can go, actually go to a non-drinking area of the ground if you want to. Um, and so the choice is there, I suppose. But no, I'm, no, because you you don't. For the 99% of people that can behave themselves and can have a few beers at the footy, why wreck it for them? No, Do, well, I'm not asking you know that. I mean? I'm yeah, just I saying, would you go? Me, but, oh, yeah, of course I would because I'm a football fan. But, yeah. But so, so do you, how many people? How many? What percentage of the crowd do you think the NRA would lose if they if they banned alcohol at the ground? Oh, they'd lose a fair whack of it, I reckon. Well, did they? Do you reckon they lost many when they banned smoking? Mm, it's a different thing. Yeah, I don't no, it's you, not. I don't get what you're talking about. I don't reckon they lost anybody when they banned smoking, and I don't think. I but d- just. But you still can smoke in designated areas at the grounds, right? Yeah, and and maybe maybe they could do something. Like, I'm not saying that they should ban alcohol because I, I'd get shot down in a ball of flames. But I'm trying to think of, and it's not going to stop it because blokes are still going to turn up drunk. But if they can't maintain their drunkenness at the ground, then it might lessen yeah. a little bit of it. I, I don't gotcha. Know. Yeah, but then is that going to promote people to actually really, really go for it? Of course, and it'll Before, promote... And because people will like, be bringing oh, in... People will be smuggling in hip flasks and stuff oh, like they that. They do that probably, already, and that's yeah. and that's what I reckon is probably happening with these. And, uh, with, yeah. And, and especially with, with Magic Round, where I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that they probably don't have designated fan areas and, you know, where you got the different supporters in amongst each other and everything, but... I just think that it, I, 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 sorry. I, I, if you're that kind of person that gets in, that starts a fight at the footy, I don't think anything's going to stop you. You know, you, you know what I mean. You could ban out, you could ban everything in there, and it's not going to stop you from being a dickhead. Well, it, it, it I think it, it would go a lot, a little bit towards. I, I know people that don't go, will won't take their kids to the footy because of the whole, you know, just how it, how it, with the alcohol and the. Um, you know, blokes swearing at the top of their voices. Yeah. You know, just like pub behaviour in a in a family setting, which is they, which is what the NRL promotes it as now, is a family event. And oh, that yeah. that footage of that fight from Friday night was pretty much on every single thing you saw over the weekend, the, the whole magic round. Which I think, you know, it's a bad. It was on. I saw it on an AFL show, and of course they latch onto stuff like that yeah, to try and put the boot in. So. But I'm not saying banning alcohol will will solve it. But I'm just like that's what some people have suggested. It mm. uh, many people have suggested. It. <laughs> I sound like Trump. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. But like you said, maybe they can just go and drink up in the up in the concrete parts or whatever, and you can't actually bring them down the yeah. stands. Yeah. Like, well, that, like that. Well, like what they do to smokers. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I, I could get behind that. That's fine. But that's then you fine. get blokes running up the stairs and sculling schooners and running back yeah, down that's and falling what I mean. over. Like, and, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. The problems. Uh, like these these people that get into these situations at footy, you do it. No matter what, I reckon. Oh, like, I agree with that too. Not. Anyway, that's enough about the negative stuff. Let's get, let's get into the bloody magic round. How magic was it? Oh, oh, I loved every yeah, minute of I it. I did too. Bloody, Jeez, it isn't good. it nice watching watching a game and you're seeing all the various uh, jerseys in the crowd and they're not just random Souths people? <laughs> it was good. Well, people, people, people make a real effort now to get dressed up and they get all their old jerseys out and uh, all the weird ones and um, and all the hats and stuff. I don't like people who dress up like, you know, there's 14 blokes in Superman costumes uh, and stuff. Yeah, that's Fucking, dumb. Yeah. yeah, just get dressed up in well, rugby league paraphernalia. Did you see... Did you hear this? This is my favourite story from Magic Round. Josh Papali'i 
paid for 40 or 50 tickets, I think, because it was, um, uh, because he, he shipped them all down from Logan, I think, where, where his family's originally from, I believe. And, um, so they're all sitting up in the crowd and they all had customized t shirts. Yeah, Did that, you well, see that's it? all right. Cause it's, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Right? And, um, it was Joe Tarpany's 150th game. And so there was his part and they all had Joe Tarpany shirts on. And it was just, <laughs> it was just awesome. What? Like they, they were showing it and, uh, and, 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 you know, that's the kind of pictures. And like you said, so there was that brawl and they were showing it on all the AFL shows and everywhere. Where was the haka that they did for, for Joe Tarpany for his 150th? Like, no. why, why would they show that? And so, you know, like AFL, AFL have got, they don't have a leg to stand on when it comes no, to no, all I'm that No, no, I'm not blaming it. It was just, it was you know on just I mean? as many rugby league shows. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, why, why, and it's partly that the fold of, of the media and everything latching onto these, under these things rather than the positive things like that, like I just yeah, said, but like that's the, the But positive, positive stories don't sell, so Oh, that's what? If I saw a bunch of blokes giving a, a guy a harker in, in the stands and then a couple of the, of the players actually getting up and joining him, and there was even Royce Hunt from the Cronulla Sharks joined in and it's just such a good such a good image and the media just have to go go with all this other bullshit thuggery that's the world we live in uh, oh, so no. the dogs played the Newcastle Knights in the spoon bowl to kick magic round off and I tipped the dogs you tipped the Knights which was smart because mm. I uh, was I think disgusted I with their behaviour I might have been 6 out of 8 I think this weekend I, absolutely anyway. disgraceful performance from the Bulldogs Matt Dufty numero uno let Matt, uh, Adam Clune just stroll through him and oh. Tavita Pangai were disgraceful just and I couldn't believe it and the Knights sucked but they didn't suck as much as the dogs and that's all I'm going to say about that game yeah well what do you what do you think about Matt I, I think out of all of this so they paid big money for Matt Burton to come over but geez at least that bloke's having a go he doesn't really have much to work with but well he got frustrated and um the dogs game plan I thought was just to you know five five pretty mediocre hit-ups yeah. give it to Matt Burton who can who just his his whole plan seemed to be is put it as high in the air as he could try and make Newcastle make a mistake yeah it was very negative and they're playing way before the line like not oh, engaging and yeah. um, it's, it's, like, it's like they're a bit a bit scared or something oh, like, you know weird. what I mean it's very strange well, isn't well, it like they're very standoffish and they don't like the like the hard stuff, do they? I'll tell you what the big, the main problem apart from Dufty is Flanagan. He's just too slow. Yeah. He's way too slow. Well, it's I, like, I didn't even notice him that game. I didn't even see him have any touches or anything. Like, not that we've seen him since since the uh, the scandal. That might have even been Magic Round last year was. Oh, no, that was in lockdown when uh, Lachlan Lewis stole oh, yeah. the boombox. We haven't <laughs> seen him since then. But remember how Lachlan used to play like real deliberate and... and slow and always look like he had heaps of time yeah I, that's how kyle looks to me but he hasn't got he's not back far enough to do that kind of thing and he just seems to stand still a lot but i think the only shining light for the dogs was uh our mate uh scoopsy yeah shoppy he was fantastic yeah and you do you feel bad for some of those and even oh that car's playing pretty good at the moment as well but no, they don't have much to work with do they anyway next game up was the sea eagles jesus and it, the broncos and who saw this coming who saw this coming? we did well we both we, tipped them the broncos okay well let's get this out of the way first turbo's injured there's no way he's 100 percent, right 
No, no, of course no not. And when he when he didn't come off, I thought, "What's Desi doing? Like, why would he why would he leave him on?" And the only thing I could think of is that Turbo refused to come off. Do you think mm. that he's got a big enough sway at that club or with Des to to dictate whether he stays on or off? Because he was a liability. Oh, absolutely. But if you're in, uh, yeah, it's weird. He's it, talking of weird stuff. This was weird. Cause well, then in the press conference, Des said when he was asked about Tom, Tom's knee, Des said no, he's one hundred percent, which is an obso- ob- uh, obvious uh, fucking lie. Obvious lie, like yeah. he wasn't one hundred percent. But uh, weird. But then again, that's, that's he's he's not the only bloke in that. Is he is he named this week? Tom, I yeah. don't know. We'll get to that. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, he's not the only guy in that team, and they they just got rolled. Uh, well, and it was an Adam Reynolds masterclass again. Like Jesus Christ, like. I've said it before. Yeah, oh, I don't think anyone doubts you. I think everyone's a believer. No, like they that. did. People doubted me. Oh, who? I, I, I don't, don't know. I did. I don't think I did. <laughs> Just like you've never been drunk at a footy game. Well, no. But <laughs> I, I saw Reynolds doing things in that game that I... Like, some of the shape on some of his kicks... I know you love that word, shape, but this is actually applicable. Where, like, when he... <laughs> When you can get a ball to almost go over the try line and then kind of just come back just enough so that, you know, like he's a tr- he's an absolutely masterful footballer, that Adam Reynolds. Sure is, and, isn't he? and he's right at the top of his game now. Like he's playing absolutely. better than I've he's ever pl- seen him. He's playing better than I've ever seen him, yeah. And, and of course, like they, they've always had that kind of explosive sort of talent in the outside backs. And, um, you know, you, you, you get... It's kind of like what he was doing with Alex Johnson in um at the Rabbitohs. You know, he's got that kind of thing with now with Selwyn Cobbo and even with um Corey Oates. Like Oates, he had a great game, and their forwards are man and like you know Payne Haas has come good. Like man, they're real contenders, Brisbane. Uh, Warriors Rabbitohs was a real close one on Saturday, the first game. Well, can you believe this? Can you believe this game? It was pretty weird. This this game was wild. It was 30 to 6 at one point. Yeah. And war- well, South just took their foot off the throat and the Warriors got a bit of luck go their way, but yeah, I was ready to sack Nathan. Brown. Well, this game saved Nathan Brown's job, I reckon. I reckon he would have got the bullet before Trent Barrett. If that if that score had a like because we're on our group chat we were going is this is there ever been a hundred nil game oh that's what I thought for sure and then they got that try just before half time mm. and yeah, I well, thought rather, oh yeah well now it's going to be fifty six to six instead of sixty to nil the but, um, the Rabbitohs would have coach Demetrio Demetrio would have grave concerns about this I think because the Warriors very, they could have easily have stolen this and the Rabbitohs were shocking in the second oh half. they just turned off um, and and like as you know now 30 points isn't isn't a big score excuse me <laughs> isn't isn't a big total to um <laughs> to chase down in the modern game is it like well, it we is. See it. 24 points behind it's a pretty big and especially from a team like the Warriors who haven't scored many points all year but John uh Sean Johnson in the first half was just awful <laughs> know, he was standing him, still he did not give a fuck yeah. about anything. He was like he did not even want to be there, like he didn't even want to get off the bus. And then when – is he a bit of a flat-track bully? Am I calling him a flat-tracker? Oh. Maybe I am. Because when they came good in the second half, he was all over it. But I think he cost them the win by being so bad in the first half. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Reese Walsh was fantastic. He carried him in that first half. If, he, if Reese Walsh hadn't have been trying his guts out, 
like he was, and I think the score might have blown out to where we were going to check the record books. But anyway, I think Souths have got more South, problems than yeah, the Warriors well that, at the exactly. moment. Yeah, exactly. Souths have got Souths, even though they won. Souths are the ones with the problem, I reckon. And I, I didn't. I, I still, you know, like they're missing so much with Blake Taff and hey. good game though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, well, it was good to see him put up a bit of a fight and come back because mm. nothing enjoyable about getting beaten 50 nil. Next game was Dragons Titans. Who did I pick here? Dragons. Oh, no. Did you? Did I have the Titans yeah. in this one? I don't know why I picked them. There wouldn't have been much. But no, they, they picked up their act a little. I just think the Dragons were pretty bad. No, I thought if if there was ever a game that deserved a draw, it was this. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be a draw there. And I think I must have missed a bit of this game, I think, because I'm a bit fuzzy on it. But No, they were, they were, uh, they were very evenly matched. It was a bit yeah. of a ding-dong battle. The only thing that ruined it, it was just so boring. It wasn't end-to-end kind of stuff. It yeah. was just dour, real simple dour footy. There was no movement of the ball, no... Um, you know, no, it didn't look like any, either team had a plan, so to speak. Mm. It was a very strange game. But Tina, uh, Tino Fa'asua Malaui, I got it. You got it. Uh, it was just, uh, that's the worst game I've seen him play regarding his handling. He was dropping it every five seconds. And I know it was wet and greasy. They're just trying but, too much, I think, some of these guys. like. Well, he did try and carry him on his back a bit. But yeah, it, yeah his hands were shocking. Uh, and I just wanted to make a quick mention to Tyrell Sloan, who incidentally has been dropped, dropped this week, this week. <laughs> uh, after his much-vaunted comeback after the fans were going crazy at Hook for not picking him at fullback. But he proved Hook to be the genius because he was terrible. And I've noticed, I didn't notice it before, but he he's a real mouthy yeah, Jerome oh, Lawyer oh, yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, he's I didn't a real know he had lair. that in him. I thought no. he was a real nice kid. No, he's a real lair. Oh, I was getting real cranky with him because when, when things were going good for the Dragons, he was giving it to them like big, you know, hot, real... I saw the look on some of the Titans' faces and they weren't happy with him. But then in the he pretty much cost them the game with his um with a couple of errors and some real bad defense right at the end but um i don't think he'll could be picking him anytime soon at all no well they've got uh well i think because what's his name's come back hasn't he ramsey cody ramsey yeah well that's who he's picked yeah well yeah because i think but he's been injured hasn't he or he's been there's been some problem where they've had to actually well they had m by at the back which isn't isn't the worst no i think cody fell out of favor oh did he yeah i think i don't know dragons are frustrating me at the moment i think they should be going way better than they are but they've just could lacking a little bit in those Key positions, as the pun, as the professional mm. commentators say, well, key positions. Yeah, well, Ben. One six seven eight nine. No, one one six seven nine. One six seven nine. One one six seven nine, mate. <laughs> That's where they're lacking. One six seven nine. Spine, fucking spine's well, really they're real, well, real, real fucking important these well, days, there you mate. Go. The fullbacks is a really big. And you'll see in this next game, I reckon, where they're lacking. One six seven nine. This next game was the Storm versus the Panthers, and I picked the. Bloody storm! Oh, you no, did too. I did too. I thought they'd win this, but but then again, bloody Jerome Hughes is out, and who else? Pappenhausen's out, and but we didn't know about Jerome because I reckon Jerome Hughes is amazing, but yeah, he obviously well, adds a lot to the team. But I'm on record as saying I don't think that they would have made a no. much of a difference. Well, yeah, I know. But it. I've been I've been shot down, but not not just by acquaintances but by people on the telly as well mm. uh saying that but but it, so storm get flogged 
by the by the Panthers, and it's all down to oh, well, they were missing their halfback and their and their fullback. The Raiders got flogged yeah. by the Panthers a few well, weeks there ago. You go. I was Nobody said say, a fucking I, I word. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Anyway, like, that's apologism. Is that a word? Yeah, but but then again, you could say that Jerome Hughes is probably a little little better player than. Jamal Fogarty, but, oh, of the, but, but then you don't know. You don't know. Maybe Jamal. No, is. Well, no, but you don't know because he yeah, is. Yeah, you do. You saw him last year. J- yeah. Jerome's a oh, hundred yeah, times but, football but player. When he when they pulled him out from fullback or wherever he was, they didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, You've just got those green sparkly well, eyes. Well, I do now because they're, going, they're on a run, mate. <laughs> Two wins in a row. <laughs> but um, Panthers, Panthers, good. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say about them? Like, like. like they just dismantled the storm. They just did a, a Penrith on. They they played the storm like they were playing the Tigers. Like they just did the. They did what they do. That's sparkling review. You haven't made a single note, have you? <laughs> no, you're I'm, just wandering away through I'm it. I'm off the cuff, mate. Brandon Smith to, uh, is the chief wincer of the NRL at the moment. Well, he always has been, as uh, far as I can tell. That bloke will I go down. I can't stand him. If somebody looks at him sideways, oh. he will go down and clutch a leg and they'll they yeah. bring out... It's like James Brown. They bring the cape out and they take <laughs> him off and he goes, no, nah, I'm all right, boys. And then he, he's back on doing... He's yeah. a fucking idiot. Oh, I cannot stand that mate, kid. Mate, I tell you, and and he's the kind of bloke that'll give him a little wink on the way past after he gets the penalty as oh, well. He's a, I, I can't understand how someone hasn't clocked him. Like, Did you see him go down clutching whatever oh, he was yeah. clutching? And it's it was always, obvious he wasn't hurt. <sighs> I just I just can't stand the way that he plays uh-huh. football, and he could be he could be okay. He runs hard, and he's got a bit of a brain about him. But he just it, and it, it's why people hate teams like the Storm because they used to be full of blokes like him. Anyway, back to my point. Uh, the, I think the reason that Paps and Hughes weren't missed terribly is that the Storm just got rolled up the, up guts. the guts, absolutely yeah. rolled. They'd massacred them. Penrith were just, and they didn't. Penrith didn't seem to have that trademark uh, steroid-assisted line speed that they usually have. They were just they played real gritty yeah. in this game. They weren't superhuman. They went in with a different mindset. I don't know, I think, but they still have they, they still have that really um, like uh, like real, you know um, kick out chiming in in the back line and throwing those real deadly yeah. passes and stuff like they still had that about them. But yeah, you're right. They got rolled up the middle. No, in defence, I mean they yeah they weren't they weren't as quick off the line as they are against the shit teams like Canberra yeah. because I think they feared Storm's ability to move the ball a little bit yeah, more. Get, get by it. That yeah. was pretty noticeable. Anyway, um, the Sharks and the Raiders were the next game on. Saturday, and the Raiders had a famous bloody victory. Can you believe it? With three in the sin bin. Did you watch this? And you tipped them. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't. And I, I, I didn't know that they were going to go... Because let's face it, the Sharks weren't great. And Nico Hines back at fullback really hurt them. And I don't think that what's-his-name Trindle is much of a footballer, but... No, well, I've got a different opinion, but you but, go on. So, but I'm on record... And as saying, this is probably the worst refereed game I've ever seen no, in my life. Well, see, you got the green eyes. No, on the no, and it wasn't just like those those um, sin bins were sin. Like I, some people saying chances wasn't a sin bin. That's a sin bin all day. I'm not. I'm not 
saying that and Horsbar. I'm like, Hors, Horsbar's got to get that shit out of his game because if anyone's going to get sent off for 10 <laughs> minutes for that, it's him. That was worth 10 minutes just for the chuckle it gave me. It, just, it was like, fantastic. It's just I so <laughs> stupid. And they've picked him again this week and Adam Elliott's sitting on the bench. And so I can't understand that. But it, it's just like... You know, you know what, though? That Horsbar one... That saved the try, hundred oh, percent. That should have been a, that should have been a penalty try because Couture uh, is a much faster yeah. player than Rapana, and he would have got there easy. He just uh, that that what's the name of that ref? He's that weird looking Neanderthal looking guy, and I just don't I, I just don't think he's up to first grade. Liam standard. Kennedy. Well, so, you know why? I'm going to be a bit I'm going to be a bit controversial here. I think he's too fat. Yeah, he couldn't keep up with the play at stages, he, and he, he missed he did, things. But. Yeah, oh, he did, and that's what I'm talking about. I don't think there was any like big, massive sort of clangers. But you just said it was the worst referee uh, game no, you'd ever seen. Uh, as far as like incompetence, like I don't think that there was any sort of, um, you know, we were talking about bias and uh, uh, and all this kind of stuff. I just don't think he's up to the job. Anyway, I've got to give myself a, a kick in the in the bum. Because I'm on record last week is saying Zach Wolford's the worst footballer I've ever seen in my life, and he proved proved me to be the dickhead that I am, and good on him. Well, there was a couple of times there where he was a little clunky at the start of the no. game, where he was kind of getting in, in the in in people's way. No, there was only one instance where he did that, and that wasn't his fault. That was Hudson oh, running the wrong line, right. coming back because he couldn't see the thing. I, I was ready for this. <laughs> I thought his his service out of dummy half was impressive. Heckable. Oh, it was it was well, crisp it, AF. He's been picked again this week, and I th- I thought he was great. I, I I've actually seen him play before, but I couldn't remember whether he was any good or not because it was just in New South Wales Cup, so you don't know. Well, but. he's a pretty extra- extraordinary story. I, I've well, he's since twenty five years old. Yeah. Well, he he was at um he was at he's the a Raiders, Raiders. He's a Raiders junior. Yeah, because uh, Germ Senior obviously was, but mm. then he went. He couldn't get a start at the Raiders because we had Josh Hodgson. Yeah. Um, and then he went to Bulldogs, yep. couldn't get a start there. Went to the Knights, couldn't get a start there. And you know where he ended up? Do you was know he? where he was before he came back? Well, he he did another stint at the Knights, I think, before he came back to the Raiders only a few weeks ago. But you know where he was? Playing third grade rugby union. Yes. Park rugby. I heard that, that he was playing union. So what what's... What's that about? It must have just been an attitudinal thing. Like he just thought, oh, I'm just going to do this part time and get a proper job. No, or apparently he's all gung ho about it. Or that's all he's ever wanted to do was play first grade footy somewhere, but preferably at the Raiders. But his dad Simon um, apparently had the had you know because he's a well known ex first grader, played two hundred and something games, um, and could easily have got him a start. But left him on his own and said, "No, it's up to you, mate. You, uh. you, you work your way through. I'm not helping you." And then, from what I know about Simon Wolford, that's right on brand with him. And so he made him work for it. He ended up working for a, a Sydney uh, stable, like leading horses around. Uh. And then, um, and to his credit, like worked his way back through. Got lucky, obviously, with um, the complete lack of hookers at the Raiders. But man, I think he. He might have cemented himself a spot well, there because he was a proper old school hooker, you know, yeah, like yeah. hidden. No, there wasn't a pass that didn't go to a player's chest, not one, which is in, in watching the Raiders every week like we do is extraordinary because Tom Starling will throw it at a player's head as soon as look <laughs> at him. And so does Josh Hodgson. Yeah. But he was bringing blokes onto the ball. Uh, it was just amazing to watch. I, I got the shock of my life. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, oh, he's nice and busy as well. Like he, Fantastic. like good energy around him, and yeah, good defense. Um, 
but geez, I tell you, and I, I'm on record for this. It helps when you got the two best front rowers in the game. Like uh, honestly, honestly, Joe's Harpin is the best front rower in the well, game. Well, that's what I mean. Like I think Zach Wolf had, had a big part in how yeah, good that, exactly. how good our back five were, yeah. and how good the props were because he was bringing them on. He's bringing them on and hitting the ball. them on the chest, and that makes such a difference when you're a ball runner. Yeah. If you can time your run so that you know you're going to get it on the chest every time, you make an extra three, four metres every run and you've got time to, to look for gaps. And Anyway, fantastic. I was really impressed and I hope he keeps it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on because I'm getting a bit bloody... You're getting uh, a bit hot. Yeah. This is the first time on the, on the show but, that but, I've ever felt like a proper Raiders fan. Yeah, but, but, just, but then again, like, and bloody Sharks were going into that as $1.40 favourites or something stupid like that and... The Raiders just outplayed them. And there's no talk about it. Like, there was all these highlights from the magic round and all this sort of shit, and there was not one mention of how good the Raiders, like, just dismantled the Sharks, who are a top-four side at the moment or whatever yeah, they are. That's our bias, though. No, but... N- nobody, oh, nobody come on. the Raiders. Well, well, they should after that performance, and they should like bloody Joey Tarpany. Jesus Christ, I wouldn't trade him for anyone. Roosters and the Eels, it was a bit of an upset. Everybody mm. tipped the Eels, including us, yeah. and the Roosters rolled them. Gutho back to his usual. Well, Gutho sucked, didn't oh, he? Oh, no, that's what I mean. Like Terrible. Back to his just crashing back down to earth, which he actually didn't, because that's where he lives, and he was actually catapulted up into another area where he doesn't live last week when he played good. <clears throat> it was a false dawn, wasn't it? <sighs> Jeez, uh, oh, Mitch Moses had a had a terrific game. Actually, got the three Dally M points. <laughs> I saw that. Which no, well they weren't that <laughs> no, far behind. No. They were only seven behind. And Roosters did get lucky a couple of times. But mm. Mitch Moses had what I thought was the play of magic round when he went down the short side and chipped for himself. And chipped for himself. And then kicked it again. And then went oh, in. Jesus, it was man, I love seeing that stuff. Well, um, Reynolds chipped chase for himself on the right hand side. Yeah, well, as well. It, was, it was reminiscent of that. Except I think Mitch's was harder because he went yeah, the short the side. Short Side. But, yeah. but isn't it good to see players like that coming back into the game? I haven't seen a good chip chase for ages. Just backing themselves. Right? <laughs> I love it though. I love backing it though. Themselves. I love it. Name one rugby league fan that doesn't love that stuff. Um, what else did I hate about this? Oh, uh, the, Roos- the Roosters are back to their old six again tricks yeah. where they, it, oh, they just say. could not get Sinbin for the life of them. Oh. Uh, and then Tupanua laid down at the end yeah. and um, got the penalty to put to because it was uh, the difference was five points and Tupanu had just laid there, waited for the penalty. They reviewed it in the bunker and they got the two points, got him out to seven in front, and that was the end, that of, the was game. The end of the game. I just thought that was it, but anyway, I don't want to talk about that too much because I get too cranky. Mm, um, bloody Suwali had a good game. Well, yeah, he did a good jump mm. anyway. Right, uh, the last game, Cowboys Tigers. I tipped the Tigers. What was I thinking? Well. Where's these cowboys come from? Dead set. It's I thought they weren't going to win a game. I figured it out. It's their defence is winning them all these games. They're, they're rock solid in defence yeah. now. I don't know how they got there, but they, they really are. They're fantastic. I just... Um, they got... like they got the You know, remember a few weeks ago how... Uh, was it Justin Holbrook and then... Oh, it was Todd Payton. Mm-hmm. Talking about the rub of the green and how the top yeah. teams well, Todd's Todd's <laughs> little bloody thing did the trick because the Tigers could not buy a penalty, no, or a six again, or a knock on, or a fifty fifty call. They got absolutely rubbed raw, and maybe it was Todd's little speech. Maybe they all of should course do it. it's got something to do with it. But of course, the highlight of the game was uh, Murray Tuolungi's pass from 
like row seven of the grandstand. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? What was that one? I can't remember. What happened? That was... That was Where he passed it back into drink water while he was f- at least oh, two so, metres oh, over shit. the sideline. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, that's a... That, I've never seen that before, ever. I could not believe and it. Then, and then and I thought that the ball... And I think the ball did touch the corner post, but while he it's had, in possession, yeah, that's okay, right? He had hold of it, yeah. Ah. So, he didn't pass it back and it didn't hit... He, yeah, because I watched it again and he, he, did touch <laughs> the, he did touch the corner post while he was holding. And I presume that that's just the same. Same as a part of your body hitting the corner post, which is allowed now. Yeah, well, I, I thought that if the ball hit it, then it was out. But, 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 but if so, if he passes it back in and the ball hits it without him being in possession of it, yeah, is that it, out? That'd have to be out, you'd reckon. Oh, right. But isn't that, but then Drinkwater was right there to get that ball. Like, like they were expecting him to do it. And, and I suppose it, it's to the point now where you've got to expect these wingers to throw that ball. That's that's how good these finishes are now. Is that they can throw when they're just about to hit the, you know, hit the ground out. And it was just unbelievable. I don't think the scoreline was particularly indicative of this one. Well, I think the Tigers were right in this at halftime. They were level, weren't they? And it's just they just went on with it. The Cowboys and just rolled them in the second half. Mm. So whether they're fitter, and I know there's been talk about them doing these you know, boot camp things and, like, really getting their asses handed to them in the preseason, but it must be doing something because, like you said, their defence is unreal. Does Kyle Feld annoy you as much as oh, he Oh, absolutely. Me? There's something God, about annoying. the bloke that, I, I don't know, but he's a, I don't know why we should be annoyed by him. He's a good footballer. Like, uh, I, do he doesn't reckon? do anything. Well, he, he's a winger. He's just a proper winger where they, give, they can give him the ball and he can score a few tries, but, you but know. Why does he nothing. annoy me so much? I don't know. Maybe because he looks, he's got that Dugan kind of. Thing oh, is him? it a faux hawk? Yeah, Has oh, he got yeah. a faux hawk? And I know what else you don't like. Those big floaty kicks that he used to oh, do. Remember novelty them? Kicks. Novelty kicks. Yeah, so we don't like that. But um, why do I like why do I like uh, Corey Oates, Opsy so much? And well, I don't like Kyle Felt. Oates, he's a class act. Is he going to get picked for Origin this year, Kyle? Well, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what, what do they do? They go with they go the Cobo route, or do they go the the tried and true? I don't know. I don't know. There's plenty to choose from for Queensland. It's uh, embarrassment of riches, uh, you know. Well, it'll be a good series this year, I think. I think it'll be, be uh, we'll see a lot of new new faces, I think. Anyway, that was Magic Round, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had What did you think at home? Uh, of course, playing for double points next year, so that'll make <laughs> it even more exciting. Well, do you think they should have Magic Round in Sydney as well? Well, that was a. I think that was a Ricky Stewart suggestion. He said that they should have one in Sydney and one in Brisbane every year. I don't think that's a bad idea either. No, there's plenty of people saying that it won't work in Sydney because there's nowhere really to have it. And I kind of agree. Because, you know, well, I think the main attraction with the Brisbane one is because the Brisbane, uh, Lang Park is pretty much right in the guts yeah, of the city. It's central, yeah. Yeah. And you well, can, what about this new football stadium they're building for well, the Well, it's still in Moore Park and you've still got to walk 10k well not that far you got to walk 5k's to get anywhere near the only thing near moore park is the bat and ball hotel really yeah, <laughs> yeah. and well, you can't cram 50,000 people in there although i'm sure they've tried although paddington's not too far away i suppose yeah. but it just doesn't have that like that little village atmosphere that that lang park and caxton street have that i think makes it work yeah but is caxton street the 
is it the reason why we've got these brawls and stuff? No, I don't going think on? so. Because well, we've been to Origin. Well, games it's very at hard Wayne to Park. get pissed at bloody Caxton Hotel because you can't get served half the time. Like, I've been to heaps of games at Lang Park and I've never seen any violence at all. But I did hear Brent Reed, who is a Queenslander, this week say that it's becoming a real problem in mm. in Queensland at the moment, and not just the NRL, but at the soccer and the AFL and other other places and. Um, I don't know. They're, they're pretty mad, Queenslanders, but they're no less mad than anyone else. No, well, uh, what about Magic Round in Perth next year? No, nah, it won't work. No, I think you need a, abs- like a really specific set of circumstances yeah, and well, infrastructure to make it work. Well, because I'm looking at the attendances on all of these games and they're all over 40,000. Yeah, well, and that's the well. I think those crowd figures get inflated because yeah. once you're there, you're not going to go there, home. You're there, yeah, yeah, but um, anyway, but yeah, it's good for the game. I, I, I love it. I reckon it's awesome. You know where it would work? Now that you mention it, Adelaide. Adelaide. Maybe oh. they should move one there. What is it? The well, it's just over the, the bridge, and then you're in the city. Oh, it's, man, it's, I love that oval. Holy yeah. shit! I'd go watch anything there. I'd go watch lawn bowl championships for three days straight if it meant that I could go over that awesome bridge and then into the city. Well, the only problem is it's an oval. Yeah, but that mm. that doesn't seem to. Well, I'm, yeah. Well, probably not enough for it. Probably wouldn't be able to get forty thousand people there all day either. But mm. anyway, very enjoyable. Thank you, NRL, for magic ground. And no matter what the problem, she could always put it right. Be on call for 24 hours through every day and night. So put your hands together, all together, join in one by one. Cause I've got to say I thank you to the world's greatest mom. Well, we touched on it last week, but we didn't give many details because we're poorly organised. But Royce's big walk kicked off uh, this week from walking from Goolagong to Penrith. And wouldn't you bloody know it, we've got a man on the ground. And it's a big welcome back to our favourite correspondent, Craig, who everybody's missed terribly because he's a working man now. But we've got him on the line. G'day, mate. How you going? Good. Long time no talk. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm, I've been bloody running around like a madman. Oh, don't um, apologise. You're working for the man now, getting uh, keeping yeah. the dream alive. I, I am, and we got a bit of a result this week, which uh, I think I might leave for Mr. McLeish to talk about at some point. Oh, okay. Rugby yeah, league related or, or just... Rugby league related, yes. Oh, shit. Okay, mm. we'll have to get him on Jeez. there too. Maggie's. But- Maggie's oh, related. Oh, Cara Magpie's oh, related. Juicy. Luck- yeah, luckily we got him on speed dial. We'll get him on later. <laughs> Maybe yeah, next well, week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right. Um, yeah, well, so, what, yeah, what the, can you tell us? Royce's big walk uh, kicked off with a sportsman's lunch in Canandra, um, where Royce used to play. But then the official big launch... Uh, was at the Goolagong Country Club. Uh, Goolagong is, of course, Royce's hometown. It was quite the occasion. Um, I don't think there has been as many uh, Goolagongians gathered in one place for many years, uh, and an extremely good cause, and a, a good feel it was too. Uh, Sophie and Arthur in the, the Chinese restaurant catered for the occasion, and can I say, did an absolutely uh, a magnificent job. I've never heard yeah. a bad word about that restaurant in my life. No, I've eaten there. It's wonderful. There, Maybe Sophie well, and Arthur weren't there, though, when I was there. That's right. Well, we had at one stage, uh, they were they advertised for a, 
uh, I saw an ad in the paper for a Chinese chief. Um, of course, they were after a Chinese chef rather than a chief. <laughs> but, um, uh, and that's so we had uh, Laurie Ho, who was, do you know the fashion designer Lisa Ho? Yeah. Laurie Ho was Lisa Ho's dad. Oh. And he, he once told the wonderful story of uh, how he went to a fashion week event and he met Lee Lin Chin. And he said, oh, she old, so old, uh, which is a bit harsh, because Lily Chin's always stylish, at least. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he was concerned by her aged uh, look. Um, <laughs> but since then, we've had uh, Vince, um, who stuck around for a while, and then, uh, yeah, Sophie Nasa, the latest incarnation of the Gulagong Country Club Chinese. Get out and have a For those of you that don't know, Gulagong's situated about halfway between Cower and Forbes, is that about right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're 38 k's into Cower and about 50 to Forbes. Yeah, so, so if you haven't been to Gulagong, go and, go and have a look around because it's a beautiful spot, beautiful. Oh, we're on the Lachlan River. Yeah. We've got the... Uh, Terrific pub with a big Russia sign on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Gulagong com- spelled incorrectly, if it's still there? Uh, oh, the old uh, G-O-O-L-A-G-O-N-G. <laughs> yeah, have they painted over that yeah. yet? Or is it, oh, that's it, a shame. It is, it, I reckon it's the correct spelling. Oh, okay. Um, as, as per Yvonne. Ah, um, right. Yeah. Man, talk about the bloody cosmos. I was actually looking in the Trove <laughs> newspaper archive today about that very issue and uh, and uh, an article from the the Forbes newspaper was questioning who put the double O in Goolagong and <laughs> it was suggested that the original stamp in the post office was spelt with an A yeah. and then the post office got a new stamp and <laughs> it came with a double O and that's that's why. I thought you were going to say it's smudged or something in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't be hard to do that with a little A, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. Let's, sorry, we're getting down in the weeds here. Let's talk yeah, about... We are, we are. Yeah. We're off track. Um, Royce is, of course, raising money for dementia research, having been uh, recently diagnosed himself. Um, he is. He looks in good form. He looks very healthy. And he first up, the, the probably the longest leg of the entire trip, um, he undertook with uh, Andrew Farah Brad, and Brad Fittler 38 k's along the, the Lachlan into Cowra from Goolagong. And that was yesterday? Uh, beg your pardon, that, that was, was ye- yesterday, yeah. 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 Um, and finished off with a, a, a Sid Callis Oval there with uh, the gathered uh, Magpie youth gathering for a massed photograph in their jerseys, looking really good. Uh, Mark McLeish, bloody issue and directives to kids to, you know, sit up, bloody sit down, you know, get up, stand up, all that sort of caper. Uh, it was, was he, a great afternoon. Was he walking <laughs> around wetting his fingers and tucking their hair down? Oh, no, no. There was no grooming of, of that ilk going on. And he was, uh, yeah, but in control and a magnificent occasion. There were many hundreds of people there to greet Royce That's fantastic. Uh, when he came into Cowra. Um, but the, 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 the challenge has been thrown down by his hometown because we, I think we had 170 people there and we raised $20,000 on the night. Um, That's amazing. And I heard today they raised 38 grand in Cowra selling lambs or auctioning lambs. Is that right? Uh, I didn't hear of that, but that sounds about right. There are fundraising opportunities throughout the walk. 
Um, auctions, uh, sportsmen's dinners, uh, events, golf days, the whole shebang. Incredible. Well, I'm just looking here. They've raised just over 100000 so far out oh, of a $500,000 target. And if you hop yeah. on uh, royce'sbigwalk.com.au, you can actually go on and you can donate there. Fantastic. Yeah, it, 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 it's very easy to donate. It's a great cause and everyone should get on board. Um, I reckon, here's my big tip, I reckon a mill by yeah. the end of it. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it's going to happen. That's fantastic. Yeah. Really anyway, good. Anyway, that's. Uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about that, but uh, I mean the, the Simmons family here in Gulagong are terrific people. Uh, when we first moved here, uh, Royce's sister Maria lived across the road from us and uh, was very welcoming to us and very helpful to us over the years. And it has proved over the years that the, the Simmons family, the, the absolute heart of the Gilbergon community, uh, Royce, Royce and Maria, uh, their mum and dad uh, were Marlene and George. Um, Georgie Simmons was the local butcher. Um, if you know Gulagong, uh, when you're driving there just opposite the park, you'll see a building with a bull on top. That was Georgie's old butcher's shop, which apparently had, uh, for a chopping block out the back, uh, an actual tree stump, uh, which the, um, <laughs> the health and safety folks came and inspected once and said, oh, you're retiring soon, aren't you, George? Um, just let it lie. Um, <laughs> oh, so he never even had to update inside. He just got away with it until he retired. Apparently so. Yeah. Well, that's 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 the story, so the story goes. He um, also his sausages uh, apparently had quite a bit of water in water in them. <laughs> um, they they tended to spit a bit because of all the water bulking up the sausages. Um, George was a greyhound trainer and. Uh, uh, many stories I've uh, were told about George's uh, greyhound racing days, but um, I'd, I'd like to tell a great, uh, well, a story I, I love about uh, Georgie Simmons. Uh, one time uh, I was called down to uh, rep- fix up their TV because the football was on and they, they couldn't work out their Foxtel box or whatever. And that is uh, generally considered my skill in Gulagong is the, the bloke who can sort out a TV. <laughs> um, and I traded it uh, with Marlene for tomato relish or pickles. Um, but I went down there to fix their TV, and George was pretty crook at the time. He had, I think, emphysema. He was on an oxygen bottle, and he was uh, set up in front of the TV as I attempted to repair it. And uh, when I got it up and running, he was watching some football highlights. And in it, one of the players uh, near the try line did a complete pirouette and then dived over to score a try. And uh, George, through his oxygen mask, realising I was a Canberra fan, uh, said, oh, you only ever get away with that once in a lifetime, wouldn't you? And uh, he let it sit just... Dropped it out there, and then I uh, worked out what he was talking about. He was talking about Royce's try. Oh, of course. In the night, yes, <laughs> well, one of the two tries. Yeah. In that '91 Grand Final that Royce scored uh, against Canberra, and there was George struggling to breath, but uh, not struggling to put shit on a Canberra fan. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. The only the only bloke I don't hold that grand final against is Royce. I hold Royce, it against yeah. MG. Oh, and... Man, I, do, I, I don't hold it against. I, do, I think that was one of the great grand finals. Oh, yeah. 
and Royce's part in it was magnificent. Oh. I mean, we'd just come off winning two, and I thought we could spare him one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, not that it didn't hurt, but by God, what a grand <laughs> final performance that was. The Fantastic. little fella. And the, 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 you don't, I think, I don't think people realise how, how small the Simmons family are. Mm. Um, they are a diminutive bunch, um, and Royce is not the biggest of them. Um, but yeah, there's a, the other great story about Georgie when uh, Royce was on a kangaroo tour. They took the family along. They went over there and they ended up at the Wigan Casino. Do you guys know the Wigan <laughs> Casino? Have you heard about it? No, I no. didn't know there was one there. To it be honest, a, well, there was a casino in Wigo, Wigan, and it's famous not only for gambling but also for Northern Soul. It is the great headquarters of the uh, dancing, uh, dancing cultural. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, Northern yeah, I've Soul. Seen, I've seen that video. I've seen videos of people Northern Soul dancing. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I've, well, I've never seen it before. It's awesome. Likely where they are being filmed is Wigan Casino. Ah, there used yeah. to be a Northern Soul night there. So if you can imagine that, the gathered roosters of Northern England in their big baggy trousers and dancing to obscure soul records in one room and in the, uh, the punting room, the... Uh, uh, the roulette wheel or whatever George was partaking of um, with sundry kangaroos around him. Uh, George got on a bit of a roll. I think it was at, uh, uh, I, I think it was playing uh, roulette, uh, but he won quite a deal of money. And uh, as his roll continued, he, the Chinese bloke next to him, George was rubbing his head for luck, <laughs> uh, which is a pretty old-fashioned thing. And I believe George, uh, this is all detailed in Royce's autobiography, uh, but uh, Georgie, he won all this money and Marlene was already up in bed, so I think George took his winnings and hid them in the room thinking that he didn't want uh, Marlene to know that he was gambling or perhaps he was just keeping it for himself. And Marlene woke up in the morning and uh, George took a bit longer to get out of bed, but she found a big pile of money and uh, George was sprung. <laughs> but what a thing to do, to go and follow your son around the, the you know, the football, the rugby league grounds of Northern England yeah. and uh, see him be triumphant 3-0 in the test series and, you know, come back a champion. Um, it, it, it sums those folks up. They're... They're wonderful people, and Royce is, was a great player, and we should be supporting him, I reckon. For sure. Absolutely. And we uh, thank you very much for coming on and give us the, uh, giving, giving us the insight into the Simmons family. And we do have, I forgot to mention off the top, we've got exclusive footage of Royce leaving Goolagong that will put it, up. It was the first, of the, the, it's a world exclusive, fellas. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll yeah. put that up on the Facebook page uh, as, soon as, we, as soon as we publish this episode. And thank you very much for getting that for us. The man on the ground in Goolagong, as I said. And no. Good to talk yeah. to you, as always. Jeez. Good on you, fellas. Um, much love to you, and I did, uh, I'm still listening. If if only I could get the chance, I would be researching obscure rugby league plays and <laughs> banging on with you. But, yeah, it's a bit difficult at the moment. Who knows? Yeah, I might right. make a comeback. Yeah, no worries. Become, I know uh, you're, you're, less fraught. You're just stockpiling them at the moment, aren't you? Getting ready. Oh, that's it. I've, oh, I've got a million of them. No, actually, <laughs> it must be said that it is. Not the easiest job in the world no. to, to find a, a fresh one each week, um, but you know the stories do come up from time to time, and I, I do love the podcast, and I, I have really enjoyed 
um, you know, taken part when I have. Thanks again, All right, mate. guys. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks, Good mate. on you. Bye. See you. That's Royce's big walk in his uh, uh, fundraising adventure across the central west of New South Wales into Penrith. Uh, you can get on roycesbigwalk.com.au, as Sam said, and donate directly off there or get out and, and say good day to Royce. And blokes like Brad Fittler and Andrew Farah, plenty going to be plenty of ex-players out on the road walking with him. So uh, where else are you going to get a chance to get up close to those legends and say good day? So get yeah. out. And Ask him what he thinks about the current Penrith players. <laughs> and that'll uh, bloody keep him entertained for a bit of his walk. He'd be happy that they're winning all the time, I'm oh, sure. But suppose, yeah, yeah, it goes uh, Goolagong Cower and then I think uh, Woodstock, Carcor, all the great places. Central well, what West, a New wonderful opportunity to get out and have a look at Central West and New South Wales. If you're not familiar with it, go out and say good day to Royce. And yeah. uh, he's, in one week's time, he walks into Blue Bet Stadium, apparently. So one in a bit. Weeks. I was wrong too. He is going through the mountains. Jeez, that's a bloody. Jeez. Uh, that yeah, through Bathurst, Lithgow, up through uh, Blackheath, Mount Victoria, Springwood, all those places, all the way through to Blue Bet Stadium, in a week's time. So get out and support the fellow. Now here I am, a Round eleven tomorrow. Of course, it's Wednesday night. We said that already. Bloody round 11. I can't wait. Jeez, I'm enjoying the footy this year. Isn't it good? The Raiders suck. No, they're good. No, they they're suck. They're on the up and up, mate. Um, what's first? West Tigers, Bulldogs, another spoon bowl at Leichhardt Oval. Oh, no, hang on. This hang is on. Friday night. I've jumped ahead. No, you've gone. We've got Newcastle versus Broncos. Newcastle versus Broncos at McDonald Jones Stadium. Not a spoon bowl because Jeez, the Broncos that, are flying. Isn't that unusual? Broncos don't have a home game on the Thursday there, so they're actually at Newcastle. Well, you know what? Magic Round's not even their home game. No, no, I saw that. No weird. Mm. Uh, for the Knights, a huge inclusion, or huge, as Laurie would say, on Wednesday <laughs> with Dane Gagai back in the run-on side after missing three games with the cheekbone. Jesus. He replaces Tuala in the centres. Tyson Frizzell and Anthony Milford were oh. also back. Holy shit. So what's uh, Phoenix Crossland's got the ass, but I don't think he played last week did he? either, did he? No, he got dropped. Uh, Milford hasn't played an NRL game since September last year. I'm really interested to see how Milf goes. He'll probably set the joint on fire. Like, ap- absolutely come out and have an absolute best game anyone's ever had, and, uh, and then that'll be it. I'm on the fan. I, I kind of thought, I was thinking about it today, and I thought he'll, he'll, he'll brain everybody and show everybody how good he used to be, but then I thought, no, he won't, because he's I, a cat. I don't think he's... Big enough, like, oh, like imagine him running into some of these fellas like Capewell and um, Jordan Ricky and those those fellas, you know. Like, I, I think the physicality of the game might might even Tyson Gamble's like a monster compared to. Well, I still, have, I, I, I can't say a good word about him because I'm still filthy on him for moving to Brisbane to be with his sick dad, his desperately ill oh. father who's still alive, incidentally. No, no, yeah, well, no, he's a bloke that does everything wrong, Milford. Yeah, Don't yes. worry about that. He's, he does everything the wrong way. Anyway, for the Broncos, <laughs> tomato. Oh, here you go. I've got a new pronunciation for you. Te, te like tear, tear a piece of paper. Yeah, so may, te, may, te, may, re. Ah, right. Te-me-re. Te-me-re. Right. It's not Tamari. No, oh yeah, Tamari. I heard him say it. Yeah. And it's te, this is how he pronounced it too, te-me-re. Te-me-re. 
I can't say it right. He says it awesome, of course. Uh, um, but he's been named at fullback and will play despite concerns over a hip injury. Coach Kevin has also confirmed that Adam Reynolds would play because he had a bit of a leg problem. That made his impressive uh, his performance even more impressive uh, on the weekend. Katoni Staggs could take up the goal kicking if, if Renko is out. Do people call him Renko or is that just me? Who? Uh, oh, Reynolds. Reynolds, Renko. <laughs> I call him Renko on the group chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I don't know. You just call him anything. Yeah. Oh, Reno. Renko's good. Yeah. Um, who do you think? Ah, oh, gee. I, mm, this is a tricky one. Uh, I'll go Broncos, but Newcastle might surprise people here. I doubt it. Mm. Actually, I guarantee it. You reckon? Yeah, they're my lock of the week. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I'm looking at Adam Clune. <laughs> Some people rate him. I don't. And I, I'm on record as saying Lachlan Fitzgibbon's possibly the worst footballer I've ever seen. He so, needs a he needs a good halfback. He's like um like Gavin Cooper. Yeah. If he hasn't got a good halfback, then he's rubbish. But when he's got a good halfback putting him in holes, because he can hole yeah, run. Yeah, he can hole run, yeah. But left to his own devices, forget it. I'm just looking at the Broncos bench. What a good bench. Corey Pakes. Pay Pakes. I I think I say that's pie. Pie. There you go. Surely. Thomas Flegler has been enormous this year and he's coming off the bench. Well, like, I meant to mention before, Corey Jensen. How good was he on oh, the weekend? And I didn't realise it's the same Corey Jensen that won the comp for the Cowboys all those years ago. Yeah, well, geez, a few years I can't ago. I remember him even when you did say that. He was on the he bench. played great. Fantastic. They got a lot of value out of him. They would have got him for nothing. Good on you, Kev. Yeah, I'm just looking at that forward pack, that bench, and then that halfback, that spine. and ter- 1679. One six seven nine are playing great, bloody, yeah, no Broncos, easy. West Tigers Bulldog Spoon Bowl Friday Leichhardt Oval six p.m. West, ah, uh, sorry, Eastern Standard Time. Brent Naden could make his club debut after being a shock arrival. Wasn't this a blowout? Why would the Tigers want him? Well, you can't. I think you've got a bit of uh, short memory itis here because I know you were saying he's the worst player in the comp last week, and he was. He was, and the, against the Raiders, he was terrible. Oh but my God. he was. Remember, he was at Panthers before he went to the Bulldogs this year, and he was probably in their top half dozen players. Yeah, but he got dropped for being a cokehead, didn't he? Ah, uh, and that was the grand final yeah. controversy. No, I don't think. So, he, I don't think he got dropped. He would. He'd always. He'd always signed to go to the Dogs after the grand final. Yeah, but but he was a pretty handy player. You got. Oh, definitely, yeah. he was all right. Like, but Pan- no. Panthers are good at making Nuffies pretty good. But maybe he just needed the old, the good old change of scenery. Anyway, well, well, he, well that well, and and like rats sink, rats fleeing the sinking ship. He's straight off to bloody camp. Yeah, I can't blame him for that though. Yeah, well, well, maybe what, that what was, was his manager on the phone saying, "Right, I've just like the second that he quit, <coughs> quit I'm using." The no, he fingers. might have had a T-Baz clause in his contract. Which oh, of I, course, I'm, I reckon I'm, most of them do. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know how he had so much pulling power, T-Baz. Anyway, um, yeah, he he's on the extended bench, but he could come into the team um, at the expense of probably John. Gildart. Has he been named? I oh, no. no, Gildart. <laughs> I don't think. Well. Oh, Kapoa. Kapoa's named, named at number three. I think Brent could easily come in for him. Well, they might. Uh, yeah, because they've got fullback troubles. Like, I think Stafford let someone just run straight past him. Uh, Reuben Cotter. That's right. Reuben Cotter made him look like an absolute post. Starfire played a bit like Dufty on yeah, the Yeah, he wasn't very good at all. And maybe he's just hopefully just having an off day. But uh. Well, NRL.com are suggesting that, that uh, Brent's inclusion could put 
uh, Tyra and Peachy back to the bench, but I don't know about well, that. Well, yeah, Peach is more of a lock, really. And it's, yeah, you know what other? That's who to be the expense of. You know what other uh, ex bulldog they they picked up, which kind of flew under everyone's radar, is New Brown. Oh, Manu Brown um, joined them, I think, mid-season, but he's a chance to start this week, apparently, too. Luke Garner starts in the back row after an impressive run of form, apparently, in the centres. Actually, yeah, it's been really yeah, good. Yeah, Garner's been good. He's and off to, where's he going to next year? Dolphins, is he? Oh, I think, yeah, old Panthers, isn't he? Oh, yeah, you're right, Panthers, yeah. Yeah, so he's a bit, he'll be a loss. For the Bulldogs, reports on Wednesday suggested several players, that's today, Wednesday, of course, um, including Matt Burton, Josh Adokar, were in doubt with the flu. Uh, there's every chance that there'll be a few lip droppers that won't want to play this week after the after the shock, axing or quitting of Trent. But uh, Raymond Faitala Mariner is closing in on a return. He might be a late inclusion. But you were talking about this before. Is this a um, is this a uh, backs to the wall change coaches? Remember, remember for yeah. a while there, every time a coach got sacked, the team came out and flogged whoever they were playing the next week. Is that going to happen? There's a moral. Bulldogs will win this. (laughs) Absolutely they'll win this. You watch them. Who are they playing? Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, I'm going Tigers. Yeah, Bulldogs for me. You watch Duffy have the best game anyone's ever had. No, he's had enough, that kid. His head's in England already. Cashing his checks. Mm. What's he worth in England? Hundred pound? Hundred grand. Hundred thousand pounds? So what's that? Hundred and eighty thousand. Minimum wage over here, duft, good riddance, get. Eels versus Seagulls Friday, the second game at Combank Stadium. That's the um, the Eels. new one, right? Yep, that's it. Bank yeah. West. Have you noticed how much advertising goes on on those, you know, oh. those screens, those LED screens are constant. I've got, I had a little bit of a moan about that in my notes and oh. I forgot to mention that how many bloody ads are on KO these days. Oh, yeah. There's... Hundred, uh, what do you mean? But not during the game, though. Yeah. Oh, not during the game, but no, like between games and between. Oh, like yeah. that, I was looking forward to a couple of the halftime shows because they had a good panel. You know, they had Braith and Cooper and, um, you know, some good footy minds on the panel. And I was looking forward to them. And they'd have 50,000 ads and then throw to the panel for the halftime show. And they'd go, yeah, Broncos played good. Uh, okay, back soon. And then another, yeah. it was mad. Is that a WA thing though? No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I think, it, well, remember when everybody got Foxtel back in the day and, and there was no ads. It was a guaranteed, yeah. that, and that's why you paid for it. And everyone went, beautiful, I'll pay you whatever it was, 60 bucks a month to have no ads. And then they just started slowly creeping in. Yeah. Well, it's doing it on KO now. Not that they didn't ever have ads, but I just noticed there's been a lot more. And I shouldn't complain really because I don't pay for it because I got a free trial for 12 months and I was using yours before that anyway. So shut mm. up me. <laughs> uh, for the Eels, Ryan Madison has earned a start at lock after a strong season this year. He has been good actually been really to good. give him his credit. He's been really good. Nathan Brown back to the bench. Mike Sivo has been named. Now Sivo is because he's uh, Fijian, you say the O, it's not or. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's been named to return from an ACL injury, but he's in New South Wales Cup. I'm looking at this Parramatta side, and I can't understand how they're not winning every game. I know why. It's Gutherson. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. For the Seagulls. Oh, so, sorry, I just saw Hayes there, and I thought it was Hayes Dunster, but it's Hayes Perham. Perham. Jeez, I got excited. <laughs> I got excited then. I thought our Perham. Come on, mate. We're responsible, bloody pronunciation our... boys. Nah, well, bloody Dan, Dan Janine gets away with it. 
Oh. No, I'm not going to lower myself to that. Tom Trebojevic has been named despite oh, concerns. Jesus well, Des is obviously right. He's 100%. Brother Ben, though, is out with a shoulder injury after he was left on the ground wincing the night away. <laughs> uh, and his place will be taken by our favourite, Morgs Harper. Josh Schuster returns from a calf injury, but he's on the bench. So Morgan's back after the horror show that he had against whoever it was He'll at kill the time. It. He only had that one shocker, and I don't oh, think it was 100% had, his fault. No, well, he was coming back from COVID then, but he had a couple of shockers from then as well. Well, what's... what's and I love the bloke. Don't don't get me wrong. I love the bloke. What's Sipitalakai done since that massacre? Oh. Well, he's been okay, but he hasn't torn anyone to shreds. I think it was just... It was a, it was an aligning of the stars, and Morgan just... He was, like you say, he was crook. Anyway... Yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards an upset here, but I think the Eels will be smarting after last yeah, week. Yeah, the Eels will win this. All right, let's both go to the Eels then, shall we? And next up, first game Saturday, Dragons versus Warriors at Netstrata Jubilee in Wollongong, I think, is it? Mm, no, yeah. no, that's win. No, it's w- a win. Cogra. Cogra is Netstrata. Yeah, Cogra. Uh, for the Dragons, Cody Ramsey, as we said, has been promoted to start at fullback in the, at the expense of Tyrell Sloan, who had a shocker. Michael Molor debuts off the bench. I don't know much about that kid. Ewan Aiken for the Warriors is good to go and will return from the concussion. That, that'll help them. He's a good player. I love Yui. And Chanel Harris DeVita, after his ruptured testicle, they're saying it's a groin injury here. <laughs> Let's say it wasn't. Why don't they just put testicle instead yeah. of groin in brackets? You can say that. Of course you can. My seven and three year olds both say testicles, they say penis, they say vagina, they say all of it. Do they? Yeah. Well, you got to teach them to say the right words. Oh, we still say poo and bum and all of that as well. But... Doodle. Put your doodle away. They're getting into that thing where they tuck it up into their waist. Oh, oh. Nobody wants to hear about well, that. Well, everyone knows. If, if you're a boy or you've got boys, you know what they carry I don't. With. I, don't I don't want yeah, to know we'll about see. boys. <laughs> I Jess, forgot that you don't. Jesse Arthurs um, is not expected to play after being named on the bench. He's st- his shoulder's still crook. And Torhu Harris returns to the run-on side. He's a captain too. Jack Murchie had a shocker last week. Holy, I forgot to mention it. He had the worst game ever. Even the commentators were, oh, who was the commentator? Absolutely giving it to Jack Murchie, and he was right because he was shocking. And so was Dallin. Sorry, Dallin. Love you, bud. Um, I'm finding this one very hard to pick. I'm going to go the Warriors. I'll go against you just be, yeah. just because I don't know what to do. Well, I need, I, I don't, I need to make up the points because I think I've fallen behind. I'm only going Warriors because of Reese Walt. A bit of Reese magic, I think, will come into this. And uh, but, geez, I don't know. They were pretty bad last week. Now that I'm looking over this team and I'm remembering how bad they were. And you know who else I hate? Matt Lodge. He had a real good game actually to <sighs> give him his. Give him his due. What's about him? He's got the Kyle Felt about him that I don't like. Oh, him. he's a piece like, of shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's oh, BMM's back. My favourite, Ben Murdoch. Ben Murdoch oh, now I want to change my tip. Well, you can. No, because Freddie Lussick's on the bench and he sucks. Oh, Freddie Lussick was horrible last week too. Cowboy Storm uh, at 1-800-SMILES. No late changes for the KIO Doys, who will stake their claim as a genuine premiership threat, it says here, if they can extend their winning run. I don't think that's true. Mm. But for the Storm, Jerome Hughes will return. But this is very – it's a, um, this is all up in the air. They're saying that he will, and then um, numerous sources saying that they won't. There was a bit of an argument on Fox Sports tonight, I think, about 
What do you think? What's your opinion on this? Should the NRL force teams to name their 100% ironclad team earlier than one hour before kickoff? Of course they should. Why? Well, for people that are putting their tips in and things. Yeah, well, that was the argument. Uh, and uh, they're saying that they should cater for punters and super coach players oh, yeah. by naming these teams earlier so that people can make a more considered choice about who they want to blow their money on. Mm. Do you think, well, should the yeah. NRL be kowtowing to punters? No, well, I just think it's the right thing to do. Name your team and stick with it. Because you know what they do. All these bloody coaches think that it's a big master stroke by not naming the actual team. Well, they kind of... Even they- as a fan, you want to know. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, always got fingers crossed that Corey Horsborough's not going to play. And then, you know... Well, I kind of don't care much. I yeah. suppose because I don't punt anymore. I'm just being a wowser. So. No, but I don't, I don't punt either. Every sure. now and then. I, you know what I do punt on? And I had a punt this weekend was on debutante try scorers and I put Zach Wolford, I put $10 on Zach Wolford because I've got a theory the debutante score and the Tigers kid did. Junior, what's what, his they've name? they've got a special market for... Oh, no, you no, just no, pick I, out I the just think, I, I just, yeah, if there's a debutante playing, there's a, I, I, I'd have to get Mark or somebody to go through the books and see how many debutantes actually score on their, on their first game and I reckon it's disproportionate anyway. Well, he nearly did. He put, uh, put I, Schneider. I under know the he posts. put Schneider under the post, but I don't think he would have scored that himself. But yeah, anyway, he could have, if he would have if uh, Dufty had been in yeah, front of him. Just walk, or Stafford, Jerome he Hughes for the storm, like we say, uh, may return. Well, they're saying he will. Well, he, I think he will. They I need mean, him. Yeah. Well, why was he, was he injured last week or what? Or were they resting him? Uh, Surely they weren't resting him against Penrith. Wasn't he suspended? No, he was injured. Yeah, injured. Well, it mustn't have been much of an injury then. Brandon Smith's been named at prop in place of the injured Nelson Asafa Solomona, but could Solomona Asafa Solomona, but could revert back to the bench with Tui piece of shit Kamakamitha swapping yeah. to the starting side. Gee whiz, this is, all of a sudden becomes a tough tip, doesn't it? Yeah, because I think. Storm or wow. wouldn't you love to see the Cowboys? No, uh, I wouldn't. I don't want either of them to win. Yeah, I'm going to go Storm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Only because they never back. played two bad games in a row, and they were pretty bad. They were. Uh, Roosters and Panthers Saturday at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the SCG. Victor Radley out for six to eight weeks, I think I read today. Really? Yeah, with syndesmosis. I think he's having an operation. Mm. He'll be replaced by Nat Butcher. Well, are they going to send him to bloody USA at 50 grand? Does that count? Oh, did you see? He put a, a video up on Instagram saying that he was trying out for the 49ers. That's yeah. obvious. Latrell. Latrell, Is that a piss take or is he? No, but well, I'm sure it would have been a big story. If why, it why is it not counted towards the salary cap? If they're spending $50,000 to send him over to the bloody States to get treatment, and I put that in parentheses as well, when he's over there just having a good time. I don't think you can count that stuff for the... Of course you should. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why can't he get treated here in Australia? You didn't see bloody toots going off to bloody... What, by proper bloody Aussie doctors? USA getting his bloody... Sa- <laughs> no, la- getting his Lars treatment or what? getting his Achilles heel. Why can't he have a fucking <laughs> treatment in fucking Australia? Or good Aussie doctors, mate. Going over there with the fucking yanks. 
He'll be over there at the Nike store every two seconds buying st- shoes you can't even buy oh, here. This country's going to fucking, fucking shit, has mate. Gone to shit. Uh, Nat Butcher replaces Victor, and Lindsay Collins has been named after his return well, I from he got the Heights. Suspended for yeah, six hundred weeks, only a week. Well, Connor, uh, Connor Watson's name started hooker, but may swap with Drew Hutchison as they did last week in a masterstroke from Trent Coach Trent Supercoach Trent. Late, no late changes for the defending premiers. The Panthers coach Ivan Cleary is expected to be back on deck though after his <laughs> puffed up knee. Yeah, well, this is that's what made me laugh is that like there was this huge big song and dance about Cleary <laughs> missing games, and I thought, oh shit, what's happened to Nathan? But it was Ivan. No, well, they do that on on uh, you know on Twitter and Facebook and that they put Cleary out and everyone clicks. I yeah. fucking hate clickbait. Oh, clickbait! But, but then Worse. I was like. And then it was later on I found out he actually was in hospital and had an operation on his knee because I thought, how, how bad your knee got to be to not be able to coach? No, he had the he had the <laughs> knee and then it got infected. Oh, infected. And then it was and then it got infected again, I think. So he's obviously got poor what? hygiene, Ivan, which you can tell by kind of looking yeah, at him. Yeah, he can't looks you? a bit greasy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that horrible greasy hair. Probably runs his hand through his hair oh, and then pats does. his knee, gets all full of bloody um, germs. No, what's that stuff? Brill cream. Oh. Yeah. Puffs up. All, gets, all stuff oozing out of it. Gross. Mm, Gross, yeah. Ivan. That's why he couldn't fly up to Queensland. Mm. For magic round. He missed the whole thing. Like how you can't go deep sea diving and fly in the same hour. You can't have a puffy knee. Who coached him then? Seraldo. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That. The other guy turned up to the press conference. Oh, who's that? Can't remember. Don't know. Jim Dimmick? Not important, really. Yeah. Uh. Um, for the Panthers, um, yeah, you one. can't see them looking. Oh, you can't see them. Well, losing. I can't see them getting beaten by this rabble, bloody. But the Roosters, too, they, they they did look a much improved team on the weekend. Scrappy, mate. Scrappy. No, I think they were, they were, like their halves played better. Walker was good. Kiri was good. They looked like they weren't just going side to side anymore. They were punching a bit through the guts. Laying down a few times for penalties, but mm. I don't... And Jerry Sutton's the ref. Come on. I'm going Panthers. Yeah, Jerry loves the Pamps. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Mm. For the r- first game on Sunday, the Rabbitohs take on the Raiders at Apex Oval in Dubbo. Yes. I played there. Have you? Yeah, I said that last year when they played there. I have in- indeed played at Apex Double, uh, Oval in Dubbo. It's got a gr- uh, concrete track around the outside of it, so mm. hopefully they cover that up with some gym mats or something. <laughs> Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Harme Sele is included in the reserves. I haven't seen him for a while. For a while, I think he had a calf injury. He did. Uh, could come in for Davy Moale. Davy with two V's, no less. And he's the only change for South following their tight, tight win at Magic Round for the Raiders. Jack White and returns from his two-match ban for the spear tackle. And Brad Schneider's the one missed out. Yes, um, there's some talk that. He might actually just be giving him a bit of a rest because he's only a young. Well, obviously, because he's not hurt. He's just been dropped, and that's a rest, isn't it? Well, I think there's some sense behind this because I think Frawls is actually a little bit more level, and you need somebody level-headed to play with Jack because he's anything but. I don't agree. I think Schneider's a well, better Well, Schneider half, had his best game on the weekend, I thought. His defence was much improved. Well, you know I'm, I'm the world's biggest Frawls fan, but yeah. I just don't see how Schneider misses out and then you put... Because they're going to have to swap sides because Jack plays predominantly on the left and mm. so does Frawls. So now Frawls is going to have to go to the right, whereas Schneider's the right-hand side player. Frawls is a left-foot kick, isn't he? I don't know. Anyway... 
Rick knows, doesn't he? Yeah, does he, he know knows. anything? Oh, I think he does. Well, that was. A, what do you think about the suggestion that from James Graham that the Bulldogs poached somebody already employed <laughs> like Ricky Stewart? That's not going to happen. Could do. It's not. A, it's a, when well, you yeah, think about it, it's, it's not a, as stupid. It's as not it as sounds. stupid as it sounds because players go across the clubs. No, well, no problem. Like, no, no but, well, that was what I thought originally. But then I thought, well, coaches aren't bound by like they're obviously bound by contracts with the club. But there's no, you know, there's no. It's not like a player where you can't pinch him unless all these little things come together. But for yeah. a coach, like you could go and offer Ricky Stewart five million to coach the Dogs, and he could be there tomorrow because yeah. there's no, there's nothing cap well, or anything they to got, worry about. Yeah, but they got contracts, so I presume. Yeah, but the, then the Dogs would just pay out whatever Rick is like. Yeah, Rick's but uh, there's something to be said about it because I don't know why they always got to go chasing after the. You know, Paul Green's unemployed for a reason because he's not a very good coach. Oh, he only won a comp, mate. Well, yeah, but so did bloody Madge. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, why don't they get? Well, so did Flanagan want a want a comp? There you go. Illegally. Why don't they? You could say Bellamy's won a few comps illegally. Well, yes. Well, why don't they get Master Coach Robinson over there? See what he can do with a roster like yeah, the Dogs. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, without the, all the bloody, without all the all the backdoor dealings and stuff. But oh, it's, it's Canterbury are just as bad as anybody else. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, well, uh, Adam no. Elliott's been named at 18th man for the Raiders and is not expected to come in because Zach Wolford earns, an, earns himself a second first grade game yeah. starting at hooker. And I didn't think they were going to be allowed to do this because he was brought in as an out of the top 30 contracted player thing. They had to get an exemption to bring him in because of the and he, injury and suspension. But now, oh, it's past round 10. That's why. Yeah, Just answered my own question. And um, apparently they only got the okay that morning. Or, or the morning before, sorry, um, yeah. for, for Zach. Which, what a fairy tale. That, that, that genuinely makes me happy about rugby league, that, uh, that he can get a start. Good story. And his dad was in the stands afterwards, and, oh, yeah, he's making me a bit teary. We he was straight over. Oh, oh, the germ. Jesus, I would be too, after the story that you just told us there before. Anyway, can I rap a bloke? Sebastian Chris's defence on the weekend... Was hurting people. Oh, they, we don't want to. We don't want to sit here and listen to you bloody uh, heap praise on the Raiders. But mate. Uh, that's what I'm saying, though, is that if he can get into that kind of mindset that he did last week against blokes like Campbell Graham and Parlo, as am I saying that right, Jackson? Parlo. Parlo. Sorry. They were saying Barlow on the weekend. You're right. Um, and you know, make Alex Johnson kind of just think again. Before he run, you know, that physical kind of side of the Raiders came out, and I loved it. Butch, and I'm going to tip the Raiders. Butch Barlow. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus, this is a tough one because the Rabbitohs sucked. Yeah, they weren't. And good. the Raiders do suck, but even though they played good on the weekend. You never know. Like, remember, now am I wrong saying that Whiten had a couple of weeks off a couple of years ago and came back and absolutely set the joint on fire? Probably not. I think it was 2019, or whenever he won the... Was it 2020? He won you're the a real... You're, I can't trust anything you say about Whiten because you're an absolute fanboy. Oh, fan fan oh, yeah, he's my favourite player. Whereas I'm not keen on the kid. No, but you got to have fun. I'm going to... Go, I'll go against you. I'll go south. Okay, you go Because I went, I went Cronulla last week and we won, so I'll do it again for us. <laughs> okay. Right, as you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, Peter Goff, the referee. Oh. God, why do we get the nobodies? But then again, you never know. Well, who's that nobody last week? He was dreadful. 
Liam one. Kennedy. I already yeah. said that. He's too fat. <laughs> Titan, he's, got big, he's got a big sunken brow, like in the Neanderthal brow. Titans, but uh, come on, mate. Sorry. Well, you called him he, fat. He's somebody's son. Well, you called him fat. Yeah, but he can't help that. Well, I he, mean, he, he, yes, can he, help, can. he can help that. He can't help the brow. Well, or can he? he could. I mean, he could get some surgery, I suppose. Wear a hat. <laughs> Bit harsh on him, aren't you? Titans versus Sharks <laughs> Sunday at Seba Super Stadium. Well, this is an even matchup, in my opinion. Outside backs Greg Mars, Hugh, Brian Kelly, and Patrick Herbert are among the reserves, and all chances are coming back into the side. Kelly and Herbert are particularly likely as they return from injury, and one of them could take the place of Isan Masters. For the Sharks, Lachlan Miller makes his debut at, fa- at fullback after the failed experiment last week with Nico. There you go, get on him. Lachlan Nico, Miller. I think he's played before it. Oh. He? he was with the Saints. I think he had a oh, game for them. Not a debutant, sorry. Just look that up. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. Not important. Shifting back to halfback is Nico, and Wade Graham's been promoted to start with Teague. Now, Teague Wilton moving back to the interchange bench. I distinctly heard two, not one, but two different commentators saying that he was a smoky for origin. Oh, I heard Teague that. Wilton. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't they just put me in the origin? <laughs> he had one good game, I remember, where I was thinking, he's, he's all right, and then he's just been average. Surely they. So I presume he's a New South Welshman. Yeah, Smokey. Surely they're looking at Parramatta's. What's his name? Bloody Madison. Surely. Give me a jumper, Freddie. I'm ready. Surely. I'll play. I'll play left, and Teague can play right. We'll put Hudson Young in. He's got the right temperament. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know who to pick here either. I'm going Sharks. No. Yeah, Sharks. Uh, Titans for me. Titans suck. Oh, Sharks were shit last week. They can't play. Oh, well. Hey, I'll tell you who played shit last week. Wade Graham. There you go. I said it. Everyone reckons he's a legend and he's well past his use by date, I think. Give it up, Wade. Shit. He was all right. Nah. Pile of shit. Bit side to side, but that wasn't his fault. Yeah, stifled him. Nah, I don't agree. Trying to do too much. Shit. Anyway, that's round 11. Um, you got any last thoughts? Anything else on your mind that you want to... About the rugby league? Grieve about? Oh, anything you want. We haven't oh. done Thankful Thursday, but that's because it's Wednesday. Yeah. What, what could we call that one? Uh, I don't know. Oh, hey, here's, here's one just to, to, to leave off. What do you think about the six again call on a scrum down like in the attacking, say, 30, 40, 30? So, did you see a scrum on the weekend that was set in the attacking, a team's attacking 30, where the opposition defence did not break early and get, give away a six again? I think there was one, and then the commentators specifically named it. They said, oh, they did haven't they? broken early, and they said that's unusual because every single one of them this, this game has been a six again. Well, you know why? Because there's no... That, remember the NRL moved that <clears throat> everybody was praising the NRL to give give teams the option now, no matter where the handover was or no matter where the, where to, the scrum to, was, to you could it choose it. And, you could, and most teams choose to put it in the middle so they can put a play on. But the other team just went, well, so what? We're just going to break and give away one extra tackle and good luck getting through us. Yeah. And nobody said a word about it. I didn't hear the commentators saying it. No, well, they said that, yeah, it was unusual that there wasn't a six again. That's oh, how, that's really? How, that's how rampant it's gotten now is that they actually mentioned that play went on. Well, without... it's, like, it's like de rigueur. Is that the word you use? Is oh, it de rigueur for NRL teams to break early from scrums? It's the same, like little to no penalty whatsoever. No. They've just got to... 
Yeah, and that shuts down their play because they've been working on it all week, a a set scrum play, and it just shuts it down and then they get no penalty apart from one extra tackle. So why wouldn't they do it? It's not a penalty. The the attacking lock has trapped the ball at his feet. I saw on the weekend, he looked up and there wasn't an opposition within Cooey in front of him and I thought, just run it through the guts, mate. But they'd already broken early and, and gone off to... Yeah, anyway, I thought, but this is what's going to happen. The NRL will say, oh, okay, well, they've gone too far with this one. So now anytime you break early from a scrum, it'll be a penalty. And then we're going to go the next five years with picking the eyes out of the six agains and making them all penalties. And in five years, we'll end up, it'll just be back to the way it was. Don't you think? And when Volandis is in oh, his cold, cold a, grave. It's a stupid rule. I was on board. And you know what else I'm off board with now that I'm moaning? The cha- captain's challenge. They've got to get rid of that too. Oh, yeah. I was right on board with that. I thought this is going to get rid of a lot of the like nitpicky stuff from the either either make it so that the only time you use the video is when the captain's challenge, or get rid of the captain's challenge because pe- blokes are just using it for the stupidest shit now, and they're going back too far. That one chance nickel clock star on the weekend. Well, the ref explained to him yeah, what, he what told actually, him. He told him not. Well, pretty much told him not to challenge it because the only thing they could they could challenge on was whether he went into touch or and, not, and which then, he clearly did. And silly old Rupper goes, "Yeah, challenge it." And Papa goes, "Yeah, right, mate, we'll, we'll do it." <laughs> but then when they went to the like that was stupid enough. But then when we went to the incident and the the ref the video ref clearly ruled that. That uh, he wasn't held. That he wasn't held. Yeah. So what are they, are they only judging on the on the touch? Oh, it's. Oh, yeah. It makes me wild in the guts. I know. I know what you mean there, yeah, because but but that's what they're using it for is to go back a few exactly. Plays. So when the ref said to find an obstruction or something, yeah, we can only we can only check the the into touch, mate, and then yeah. and then the first thing they look, well, he's not held, so he, he's entitled to get up, and then he goes into touch. Fuck, and just look at the sideline, you. Yeah. And just take one look at it and see, rather than fifteen looks. Yeah, and 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 when they go to the, you know, the new thing that they brought in. Okay, the ref awards the try, and then we're going to look at it in the bunker. So we get the try awarded. It's mm. clearly not a try because yeah. the ref's not in position because he's too fat and got a big brow and should have a hat on. Yeah. And then th- this is not uh, not this bloke. It happens to all of them. But then the while the the kick is going out to get the kick lined up. We see constant replay after constant replay, and everybody knows for sure it's not a try. But then we get the close-up shot of the ref going, okay, we're going to check the fucking video now to see if that was a try or not. And then we have to go through the whole rigmarole again. again. Oh, fuck! I know, mate. Do you know? But but you would think that would be a good time for him to get the rover up and going, you know, and get the pictures <laughs> and all of that. But they didn't even... They robbed us of a few Rover pictures. And well, that was the whole point of this thing, this system, was yeah, that yeah, while yeah. they were getting out to the thing, they could decide on what they do. But the refs must have said, hang on, we're not getting enough camera time here, boys. Oh. You know what I mean? Jesus, I hate Peter Verlanders. Yeah. And I hate Graham Annesley. Yeah. And I hate Junior Pierce. Well, Remember going, him? Back, going back to the top of the show, we need to be able to vote him out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We've had a lot of fun tonight. We hope you have fun watching the Rugby League and listening to us at League Indeed. If you've got any questions, comments, answers, 
if you've got answers especially because we need answers send yeah. in your answers and i know there's some very rugby league literate people out there that have got wonderful ideas don't be shy just answers pure just answers give us answers and then we'll talk about your answers and then you know because that's what we're doing that's what we're all doing we're searching for answers what about you give us an answer and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll come up do with the question, question. Yeah. yeah and get out and support royce's royce's big walk thank again thanks again to craig donate some money if you got anything spare five bucks all goes all all you know it's all good what's this don't, week's don't uh, shame. sponsor we didn't think of a sponsor well it was obviously um arnold and Sophie's Chinese restaurant. If you if you're in Goolagong, go have yourselves some Chinese at Arnold and Sophie's. Where was it? Is it the? Uh, it's the Goolagong Country Club. Jeez, Goolag- I had so I used to have some good days there. They used to have the sports classic. Remember Did you ever the, go to one of them? No, remember the Canandra Golf Club, the Chinese food there. Was it good? <laughs> I was oh, never in any condition to <laughs> make a sound judgment. I wasn't writing any reviews for the paper. That's for sure. Pretty good, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks again. See you next week. And right up now, we've got a little bit of Johnny Chester. With children of my own, we'll build a life together so they'll never be alone. And they'll have their mom to guide them like their nana did for me to help them help each other. Oh, what a family it will be So put your hands together All together Join in one by one Cause I've got to say I thank you To the world's greatest mom Oh, put your hands together All together Join in one by one Cause I've got to say I